Hello and welcome to the Coffee and Heroes podcast. Uh, time again now for our previews podcast. This is us going through the April uh, previews books for release of titles this coming June. Uh, happy to say joined as ever by... Kieran, hello. Roddy. Doesn't say hello. And Keith. He doesn't say hello either. <laughs> You're <laughs> all in your formation. You're just on your own there. Kieran. You're all you lads. Um, yeah, so previous books arrived. Uh, we've done our best to go through them, pick out the things that we think are uh, the, the best ones to look forward to. Uh, before we delve into that, just might as well look at a bit of the news from recently around comic world and pop culture world um, I suppose the big one Disney Fox merger two weeks ago wasn't it a couple of weeks ago yeah. now it's been you know rumoured for six months a year maybe more so now year. so now the aliens are officially Disney princesses they are <laughs> you know <laughs> and sorry Paula but Predator is in trouble <laughs> even more so when she and Black makes it <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah I mean obviously the big news that come out of Disney Fox I mean is going to be the integration of the Fantastic Four, uh, the X-Men, uh, Keith's favourite, Deadpool, um, into this universe. So we, we've been speculating a little bit how they're going to do it. I mean, the MCU is so well established at this point that, you know, where have all these heroes been? Yeah, I mean, yeah. considering heroes like the Fantastic Four are supposedly, you know, the first family of Marvel, you know, yeah. they've been around longer than well, the, the anyone, Avengers, yeah. anyone, you know what I mean? So... I mean, are they maybe going to go down a, the same route as they did with the Ultimate Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe where they were all younger, mm-hmm. you know, and, and together and, and Sue and Johnny's father's like research think tank, you know, and when Reed arrived. Um, and then, you know, from there they, they pilot the ship. Or is it a wee bit more like what happened after Hickman's Secret Wars where the Fantastic Four have been elsewhere off world or uh, around the multiverse um, you know for years maybe and uh, come back I mean I I think Saturday or on nothing would please me more than to see I guess I don't see why not if Captain Marvel has been elsewhere Mm -hmm. no it seems like Captain Marvel's opened up the door to having flashback movies that introduces these characters where they are at this point yeah absolutely they could easily be just they've already been established yeah, if I get to see that uh, that flaming, that flaming Fantastic Four signal at the end of uh, Endgame, I'll be over the moon. <laughs> Three centimeters, keep screaming. <laughs> I I won't be able to see that part though because the tears will be too busy streaming down the eyes from Captain America's you know inevitable death in uh, Endgame, which of course we should say a couple weeks away at this point. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, you know, as excited as I am for Disney Marvel merger, Endgame, can't Ooh, wait. Yeah, culmination, eleven years of movies. Um, seems like only yesterday we went to the midnight screening of Infinity War, yeah. which yep. we all walked yeah. out of pretty speechless. Loved that. A lot of speculation. Uh, I am very proud to say that I've avoided everything for Endgame, bar the first trailer. Yeah, one trailer. Yep. There's been two trailers since. There's been behind the scenes stuff, you know, talking head interviews with some of the cast. There's even been posters revealed, and you, you haven't really yeah. noticed this, but there's been 32 individual character posters released half of them are in colour half of them are in black and white the ones in black and white are the ones who you know, gone. didn't survive the decimation and the yeah. other half are the ones who did I haven't even looked at those posters no, I no. know of them but I haven't <laughs> yeah, seen them I hadn't realised that's what they've done but that's interesting yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm just, I, I just want to go in this as fresh as possible mm. you know and it's you know we'll be there midnight showing again I would say um, 
Maybe not the double bill, but because uh, it'd just be sitting the whole way through it going. Yeah, yeah. When's the end game start? Well, I mean, that said, you can you can easily sit and watch Infinity War again. Yeah, we'll you know. probably do that a couple of days in advance. We'll see. Um, and then obviously Captain Marvel has been a stopgap. Whether you know we've obviously chatted about our own opinions in the movie, but it definitely succeeded in letting you know exactly where we are. And Carl was in. Um, and obviously Captain Marvel's going to be a big character moving forward. Um, so yeah, we've got that to look forward to. Um, just out. Karen and I have been fortunate enough to see it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, Roddy and Keith were otherwise engaged. Uh, Shazam. Shazam, I, I loved it. It, yeah. was, it was what I expected. I went in hoping for a fun superhero movie and yeah. got a fun superhero movie. You don't get a lot of fun, light-hearted superhero movies anymore. Everything has to be about consequences and yeah. responsibility of power and all this kind of stuff, which there is a little bit of, but at its heart, it's a movie about family. It's a movie about people who are close to you. Um, I do think that the budget creaked slightly ever so every so often with the CGI because they didn't have the budget of Aquaman or Avengers, but it never took you out of the movie. Yeah. It was, yeah, I loved it. the The way I keep selling it to people is it's like the kind of movie Spielberg would have made in the late eighties, early nineties. Would um, you say a cross between Superman and Big? big. Superman and yeah. Big, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's exactly that what it says in the tin. Um, I knew what it was, and there was just genuine laughter the whole way through it. I find sometimes movies just try their best to force laughter down your throats. But again, this might be another example of the benefits of avoiding trailers. For a movie like this, I would imagine lots of the jokes were in the trailers. Yeah. I only again watched the first one, yep. avoided the rest. So uh, Shazam was wonderful. It was good to see a proper Captain Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> you mean Fossil's Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> Here we I, go. I had to throw it in. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put a line under that. Um, you've also got Hellboy, actually. A couple yes. Of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's going to be big, April. Um, curious about it more than excited I would yeah. say I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful but I'm not I'm not ready to pounce at a midnight screening or straight away I'll, yeah. I'll watch it after it comes out opening weekend I'd say yeah. probably be there um, because it's only got one week and then it's end yeah. so they're choosing yeah, a really bad time of year to release it mm-hmm. like even Shazam it. three weeks before I thought it was a bit too close to end game um, but no it's um, it's interesting to see how Shazam does yeah well, the early reports are it's tracking well. It's um, they did advance preview screenings for it that actually it made more than Aquaman made, oh, really? and then word of mouth's a big thing. The reason Aquaman did well was because word of mouth was good. Yeah. Um. So it had legs <laughs> because and, um, it was the best movie DC's made yet. <laughs> well, until Shazam. Oh really? Yeah. I I, I would put them even at this point, yeah. but again, I'd need to watch them both again. Coming coming out of it, I was I was more excited for Shazam than I was for Aquaman. So I do worry about my reputation these days because we walked out of Shazam and, and he said where's the extended cut no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I can't wait for the extended cut um, we walked out of Shazam and everybody was talking about how great it was and all the rest and then Brandon turned around and went oh and here comes Alan to tell us how shit it was <laughs> I said, why did I have this reputation like I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp last year I loved Infinity War I loved Aquaman just because I didn't like Captain Marvel suddenly hit everything Anyway, I uh, don't like this reputation <laughs> garnering at the moment. So, um, and we've all watched the uh, the Joker trailer. Joker yeah, trailer. Yeah. I, it it still weird. strikes me as a movie that didn't need to be made, but the more I see of it, the more I'm intrigued by it. Mm. It's, it's strange. It does. It feels like it's named Joker, but if you didn't call it Joker, it could be a thriller. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was comic book based or not. It would just be a good thriller. Yeah. It, uh, so. it looks. I mean, it's obviously set in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has that gritty eighties taxi driver look. type yeah, vibe that as well. look about it. Um, I mean, I'm sure how Phoenix will be producer. 
Yeah, yeah is it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Hawkwind Phoenix will be will be fine. Will be great. Um, and I mean, we were talking earlier about the idea of the Joker, you know, narrating his own his own origin yeah. and how he is the ultimate uh, unreliable narrator. Yeah. You know, you, his past seen, is yeah, multiple choice. It is exactly. But then there's the idea that you know, even if uh, Phoenix is fantastic in this, it's going to be a standalone movie. So you're yeah. not going to, yeah. you know, it's not connected to DC's. We can't quite decide what we're doing with our movie. Well, what hours. I'm hoping with it is that if it does do well, it opens up the idea of just self-contained elsewhere movies. Yeah, just great stories. They don't need to be connected. Just you know, make great stories and you know, forget about this extended universe. Marvel have perfected it. Stop trying to match with there and just make that's, good stand. That's why. That's why Aquaman was great. There was one met reference to Justice League. The rest was all on its own. Shazam. Shazam. There's little more. flickers here and there, but it's mostly like newspaper reports. Or it's, it seemed like it was more <clears throat> entwined with just comic fans yeah yeah, that's probably being fun. set in that universe because it was like Batman being mentioned a lot because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you think in that universe the way Batman is no one really talks about him yeah so it seemed more of it was it's in our universe yeah. than in the DC cinematic yeah that's probably fair that's probably fair um, I mean one thing I would say about Joker and I'll be very curious to see is that just from the trailer alone like Joaquin Phoenix looks pretty incredible yeah, it's really I'd be really curious to see, and then you, of course, you don't want to get caught in the hyperbole. At the end of the day, trailers are designed to make movies look good. Yeah. But based on their performances and stuff in that trailer and what he's doing, will we see a second actor get an Oscar for playing the Joker in a decade? And I, I think it's a decent shot. It's coming out in October. That's clearly going to be Oscar bait. Yeah. I think I'm a Scorsese's name attached and the prestige and the standalone nature. I don't know. I'm real. I'm really, really curious to see it. And when this movie was announced, I thought it was one of the worst ideas in the world. Yeah. You know, people actually. Ha- I have seen people on message boards go like, "Where's Jared Leto?" Which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, we, but we'll thought that the whole way through Suicide Squad anyway. So <laughs> true. You know, true. And I see they're they're remaking Suicide Squad now. Yeah. yeah I suppose uh, that's worth. Cast, I suppose that's another thing worth throwing in. So you've got James Gunn going to do the Suicide Squad because clearly the is the thing to yeah, add. Idris Elba is. Idris Elba is replacing Will Smith. As uh, Deadshot, um, apparently Captain Boomerang guy's coming back. He's coming back, Jack Courtney. Um, there's been rumors of really left field characters like uh, Ratcatcher, mm. um, Marvel Robbie will probably uh, be back in some kind. Oh, Condiment <laughs> King and Kite Man. You know, yes. get Tom Keen on right. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> what is Dope it? Uh, Quilt. Yeah, uh, Quilt Man. <laughs> Quilt Man. But as well as that, James Gunn's obviously been confirmed coming back for Guardians. Yeah, uh, which a lot of people yeah. seem excited yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm more excited about that in terms of it being the right thing to do rather than like Guardians 2 wasn't great Yeah, the first one is bloody brilliant but it's not like the second one was amazing and everybody was like oh how can you not let him make the third but I think it's the right thing to do from a moral viewpoint because you know you hired this guy 10 years ago or 5 years ago sorry you knew what he did 10 years ago and now you're just he was definitely a victim of you know just a smear campaign I yeah. thought so um so yeah, I don't think there's anything else movie wise, TV show wise. Arrow's coming to an end. I don't think many people are particularly bothered. No. Um, I've been off Arrow this season completely. I've enjoyed. I know I'll end up binging this yeah, season, but I've enjoyed it in patches. But it did lead the way for yeah, the and, um, interconnected. Fl- the flash and Arrow behind on, and I feel like I'll just catch up at some stage when I'm bored. Yeah. Um, oh, this will be the first podcast we've done actually since I finished Deadly Class, which was fucking incredible. Still waiting to finish it. Don't spoil oh, it. I would never spoil anything for anyone, <laughs> yeah. but. I genuinely I, this best. is hyperbole but this is the best first season of anything yeah. I've ever watched best okay. comic book show see by the end of that Good season it's, it is the it's best awesome. first season of any TV show yeah. I've watched 
And a lot of that was to do with my own expectation and my fear of them ruining it. And then the fact that just they didn't was incredible. But I think it's a great um, example of once you get the comic creators involved, that it's got the right tone. Yeah. Happy yeah. had it with Morrison. Deadly Class has it here with Remender being involved. Um, yeah, I just I can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah. Did it get a second season? Yeah. It's, has it got a second it's, season? It's, they haven't fully announced it, but they're working on it. But they haven't been. But the thing yet. about it is, it had the biggest increase in viewers between every episode in yeah. the eighteen to forty nine demographic, or something like well, that. Let's give it to the point where <clears throat> until it's on Netflix, they're yeah. not making a decision. Well, I mean, they've already announced the second season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Um, Happy got the second it. season. Didn't need to watch Happy watch the first uh, episode. I think yeah. got picked up second season, didn't it? Yeah, and it's not even finished yet. Yeah. So I'd be shocked if Deadly Class wasn't because there's a lot of care that's went into it. Mm. Um, plus, I need more Henry Rollins. Yeah, I always need more Henry Rollins. <laughs> um, have you ever heard any of his spoken word stuff? Yeah, you know, hilarious. Very interesting yeah, guy. Very funny, um, to say the least. Um, I'm just looking at the list of uh, the other properties that are owned by Fox that are not mm-hmm. owned by Disney. The it's Alien franchise we've talked about. Um, the big ones, Avatar. Avatar, yeah. Oh yeah. Which uh, is Avatar, like yeah. the next three movies or whatever. <laughs> Um, they now um, they now own all the most. I think they now have Disney and Marvel the top ten most successful movies of all time because uh, Titanic was Fox as well. Deadpool, Cocoon, Strange Mansion, Die Hard. <laughs> well, they own The Walking Dead. Now. Fantastic Four. It's uh, AMC. AMC. It's Fox over here, just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone, Ice Age, Independence Day, Dead to Them, Maze Runner, Denial, Night at the Museum, Planet of the Apes, X Men, The Simpsons. Oh, Family uh, Guy. Dolphin. Gotham's that's why Gotham's coming to an end yeah. <laughs> they're like abort kill abort that, kill that man quick <laughs> they killed that show years ago oh well yeah plenty of Jesus plenty of stuff yeah as I say they now own the rights to the most successful movies of all time mm-hmm. they own the rights to Titanic they own the rights to Avatar they get the original Star Wars trilogy back yeah because it was 20th Century Fox owned it as well Terminator where's that Terminator was I think it's Fox as well it? it's not Fox no it was it was a company called Carlico um, if memory serves did Terminator go to I don't think it did I don't think it did I don't know this is where we all start going <laughs> start talking quick should we tell about some comics well, I think we can talk some comics while Kieran Googles where Terminator <laughs> is resting I know it's Dark Horse for the comics um, yeah so I'll come on just give us the answer Kieran come on. I'm still Googling just still I mean I, I, I have the Blu-ray sitting over there I could just walk over and look at it but well why don't you do that <laughs> Um, I'd rather I'm, put on the, I'm on the Wikipedia page so give me a minute <laughs> I'd rather put you under pressure nah right anyway let's uh, jump into what we're here for uh, yeah as I say we uh, like to do the previews every month we've already updated the board in the store so you can find information on the things that we're individually looking forward to most there um, we did experiment with a new format a few months back seems to be going well just go through the books pick out what we think are the best as we go um, but also give you a sense of what else is out in case there's something that you know we would miss. Um, but we're going to kick it off with Marvel, I think, is okay. the way to go. I've, All right. I do have a feeling it's going to be a quick Marvel round. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, it's going to be a weird one in June because Marvel's going to be uh, through halfway towards the end of a bunch of things, the most important of which is the world-shattering conclusion of the War of the Realms. I don't like Paramount and Carmeter. Oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> So, I mean, I didn't really pick a lot of individual issues out of the... I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff, but I didn't pick a lot of individual issues because obviously we like to look at jumping on points. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the one thing that is worth mentioning is inside the first page. 
um, which is uh, the third now, or uh, third, the three, third yeah. advert uh, for uh, a Jonathan Hickman book. Um, so they had they had the did we think that Hickman, and then the second one was the one about the two. Uh, two, two, two aggressive races yeah. go to war yeah one something of them yeah. Like that, yeah. such did and such we, evolution something about evolution did we yeah. figure out what the last thing Hickman wrote was was it Secret Wars I think it was Secret Wars certainly for Marvel I think it was Secret Wars yeah, it's um, been away for a couple of years so this is this is a big deal I think for Marvel and then well the, there's a quote here well here's the thing Charles it's not a dream if it's real and that sounds like a Magneto quote yeah. to Charles Xavier but it's advertising House of X and Powers of X which seem to be Jonathan Hickman, uh, Pepe Larraz, and uh, R.B. Silva seems to be two uh, frontline X-Men books. Um, yeah, the what they've announced is it's going to be they're both going to be fortnightly titles. I think it's going to be either six or eight issues each. Mm-hmm. And because it's fortnightly, one week you'll get House of X, the next week you'll get Powers of X, okay. the next week you get House of X, and, and so on and right. so forth. So but, is this going to be focusing on like two different teams? or haven't announced an awful lot of stuff. There's been some early artwork from Mark Brooks, I believe. Um, who did covers for them both but uh, I think that's all we've seen so far to be honest um, but yeah I'm looking forward to, to seeing what that's about it's, the X-Men have been obviously growing in stature again in the Marvel yeah, Universe recently I mean, with Uncanny, Uncanny has been fantastic yeah. you, know, you had Extermination leading into Uncanny X-Men which has been going well um, just looking at the books here can, as, as Keith says it's going to be finished off War of the Realms I've actually read the first War of the Realms um, I read it last night Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's going to be six issues. I'm just going to read the, read the main title uh, and probably Punisher, I would say. Um, Punisher does get one or two really good lines in the first issue. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Spider Man definitely steals the show in it. Um, okay. Is this going to be, are these going to be tie ins that are going to just work like normal tie ins? So Punisher's, in a couple of weeks, is going to turn to War of the Realms? Uh, no, so there there are a number of there Some are a number of tie-ins to existing books, but then there's also a number of original uh, yeah, mini mini series. Yeah. So there is a Punisher, so a War of the Realms Punisher. Me, with me on Punisher, there's going to be in a couple of weeks' time, it's going to switch over to the War of the Realms potentially. Story arc. Potentially, I don't, I don't think with yeah. Punisher. There's certainly with Champions, Captain Marvel, Avengers, Unbeatable yeah. Squirrel Girl, Venom, Thor, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah. So the way Deadpool. it works, if if you'll see at the bottom there, it says War of the Realms colon Punisher. Yeah. They're separate mini series, okay. whereas as Keith was pointing out there at the top, Avengers, Venom, those are mm-hmm. you know crossovers. So Punisher's going to stay the same. It's Rosenberg's yeah. run. So I was, the, I was just confused where maybe with me reading Punisher and Daredevil. So yeah. Like part way through, I'm going, oh, shit, I need to read. Again, I don't think Daredevil's going to cross over with it at all. I think Daredevil has its own one because um, he's part of one of the teams isn't he was yeah. it the Strike Force one yes he's uh, he's in the War Scrolls I think yeah um, so yeah so I think a lot of the characters are pulled in here but um, as Alan says there there's, there are specific yeah. uh, miniseries as well as, as tie-ins so I can ignore it and tell yeah I mean uh, obviously uh, Jason Aaron's books are tie-in and, yeah. um, and looks like a couple of Donny Cates books and this and that and the other but uh, so June will see uh, War of the Realms Realms 5 and 6 of 6 coming to conclusion Um, a variety of other different books I guess I'm not going to go into them we talked a little bit about them uh, a couple of months ago when they when they kicked off or last month when they kicked off So, and again we haven't really had any exposure to any of them at this point so we Um, can't really say which ones have been good or not so far looks like we're maybe getting a new Agents of Atlas series spinning out of War of the Realms um but yeah, it's all you know these mini series and then these these tie-ins to Thor and Champions and Avengers and Captain Marvel and, and that. But yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty. There's uh, 
There's Deadpool and a medieval monster truck. I have to say that Deadpool cover is actually pretty uh, sweet. I, was just gonna say that. I think they're <laughs> as uh, much as you don't like. I think they're riffing on some of the Conan covers. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. They are. War of the Realms. Curse. <laughs> Um, all War pages and pages of War of the Realms. Superior Spider-Man. Uh, what's interesting is in the Tony Stark Iron Man number thirteen crossover uh, tie-in by Gil Simone. They've also got that uh, logo for twenty twenty approaches, what's which that? we talked about a few months ago. I don't know. It seems to be a, an upcoming story in Iron Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the year twenty twenty is six yeah. months away at this stage, but also Iron Man twenty twenty is right. a past character from yeah. Iron Man. Um, so it's not another event they're planning straight after could, well <laughs> there's yeah. there's one event well, they've got planned for November but it's untitled so it wouldn't surprise me if that's something to do with that um, we've got Black Cat's first ever now moving away from the War of the Realm stuff yeah. uh, we've got Black Cat's first ever um, uh, ongoing series spinning out of the pages of Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man Jed McKay on writing duties and Travel Foreman as the artist um, don't know anything about it uh, says here that uh, Felicia Hardy has a taste for the finer things in life and a certain set of skills that can get her into any mansion, vault or museum to procure said finer things. But due to her actions in Amazing Spider-Man, Felicia's not only on the run from uh, the police, uh, but also from the New York Thieves Guild and their boss, Odessa Drake. High-octane heist, climatic chases and twist after twist will keep you on the edge of your seat like a cat on the perch. So, there you are. Sounds familiar to another character. I can't think who they are. Yeah, that was my, um, one of my picks. Yeah. Um, Black Cat. There's an amazing looking uh, art germ variant as well. Yeah. It looks really, really good. Even just the main cover, J. Scott Campbell yeah. doing it. Um, it's one of those characters. But um, Black Cat's not a character I have an awful lot of exposure to, but the the tie in for Hunted yeah. was fantastic. It was very, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was also the issues of Amazing Spider-Man where, you know, she was trying to jog Peter's memory and stuff That's like right. that. She, there, well, she's been through, Felicia's been through quite a journey. Um, her and, and Spider-Man were lovers for a time and partners for a time and uh, so forth and so on. And then I think we talked about it that whenever, uh, during um, Civil War, whenever Spider-Man uh, unveiled his identity to the world, um, and all that good stuff uh, that became an issue and then there was the whole brand new day thing and mm-hmm. where, where he hid his identity again uh, Doctor Strange and, and a variety of Reed Richards helped him hide his identity people forgot who he was and some of those people were Felicia Hardy Black Cat so yeah. she ended up on a journey where she went from being not not quite a criminal not quite a hero you know she, she was always in her own interest she was a, a thief um you know, and every so often she would do heroic things, and and Spider Man was a good influence on her. Yeah. Um. But she became really frustrated, not knowing because they the effect that stole the identity from people's memories also stole their memories of who he was and what he was to them. You know what Spider Man was to them. So she she was acting out. She ended up becoming uh, like a a kingpin of crime alongside Hammerhead and all of this stuff, and it was it seemed really out of character. For like years, and you're like, what? It's Felicia, crime lord. Like she's doing really nasty things, you know. And then it became clear that you know, whenever she finally met up with Peter, and he he, he revealed his identity, you know, that this was what 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 had been frustrating her, mm-hmm. what had been sending her down this path was that her memories had been stolen. She knew this, and she knew that she had had a relationship with him. She knew she knew who he was, but you know, so it put her down a dark path. Mm-hmm. So so it's nice to see her back. 
Yeah. I guess, you know. This is one that you were interested in. Yeah, I mean, Silver Surfer Black, I mean, for two reasons. Uh, along with Daredevil, Silver Surfer is my favourite Marvel character. Uh, I go back to the Dan Slot run, which is just one of the single greatest things Marvel have ever released. Uh, series, just pure joy. And with this one, it's going to be a five issue mini series, Silver Surfer Black. And as if I wasn't excited enough seeing Silver Surfer Black, it's written by Donny Cates. So, um,. Obviously, Cosmic Ghost Rider recently I thought was a great title. It can handle the cosmic side of things. Uh, the artist I'm not overly familiar with, and his art style does seem a little different. Uh, Trad Moore. Um, but yeah, I think this will be great. Five issues, Silver Surfer. Spins out of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, where they all disappeared into a black yep, hole. Into a black hole. Well, yep. that, that was the thing when Guardians first hit. Uh, the first uh, the front cover of Guardians was all these characters yeah. and you knew they were going to thin out the herd for who the Guardians <laughs> were going to be yeah. and I was like oh Guardians of the Galaxy it has Cosmic Ghost Rider in it and Silver Surfer here we go first issue Silver Surfer's away <laughs> yeah along with Dark Hawk and a few other bits and pieces yeah, yeah although well, it has picked up as a series I know you were yep. saying the first issue you weren't sold on but the second was a bit better yeah, I think I'm, and I thought yep. the third was a bit better I Brute's think so. a great character I think so I think um, Brute's been great on it Guardians so far so it's only three issues in um, so Marvel are announcing Young Guns the next generation of elite artists um, so back in 2004 they, the Young Guns program was uh, you know it highlighted these this next generation of elite artists um, they've got an advertisement for it here that that class of 2004 was Adi Granov of Iron Man fame Steve McNiman of Captain America fame Lionel Francis Yu Daniel Kuna Sarah Pacelli and Ryan Stegman now in uh, Spider-Man um, so they're they're squaring up. Looks like we've got uh, Marco Cicchetto, uh from Daredevil, Russell Dutterman from uh, Thor: More of the Realms, Mike Domondo from Thor, Javier Garon from Miles Morales Spider-Man, Aaron Cooter from Fantastic Four, and Pepe Larraz from uh, the oh, X-Men. Russell Dutterman, that's who's drawn More of the Realms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Cicchetto, Daredevil, great artist. Not great, not a great gender balance in two thousand eighteen right now. <laughs> I have to say. Um, well, 2004 wasn't much better. There was just one. No. Um, Sarah Pacelli there. It's hard to believe that was 14 years ago. Um, anyway, moving on. Incredible Hulk, Last Call uh, by Peter David, who had a 12 year stint on Hulk, so redefined uh, Hulk for a whole generation, really. Um, Does it give a sense that that'll be a mini series or. It's a one shot. Just a one shot. It's a one shot. Um, Mortal Hulk still going strong, loving it at the minute. Um, Savage Avengers number two. Again, uh, we won't have had a chance to read the first yeah, one, but a lot exactly. of people have signed up for Savage Avengers so far. It's proven to be quite a popular choice. I think it's just that unusual pairing. Conan, Punisher, Wolverine. Yeah, absolutely. Could Sorry. be interesting. It'll go for a wee while anyway. Uh, Captain America, the uh, Captain of Nothing uh, by Tanahishi Coates, will be concluding in. Uh, Captain America 12 and it seems that uh, Cap's a fugitive he's wanted for murder he has to disappear but that doesn't mean that Steve Rogers is going to give up but it's time for Cap to try something new it makes me wonder whether or not he's uh, going back to one of his previous identities yeah. as the Captain or as um, there were a few other uh, identities that he that he used uh, War Ghosts the finale of uh, the invaders yeah there was someone had said to me was this going to be the is last it? issue is it or but is it, it doesn't yeah, specify yeah. it just says war ghosts finale which doesn't it, it doesn't say to me it's the series finale so i have mm. a feeling that that might continue but well, here's hoping you know based on the quality of it as you say here is hoping mm -hmm. chip zadarsky carlos magno fantastic bitch guys 
Um, it's just worth mentioning there, just sorry, the True Believers Month. There's so many good reprints. They're doing a Spider-Man month, and there's reprints of everything from Amazing Spider-Man number one um, to, you know, Spider-Man versus Hulk to, you know, The Wedding of Ant-Man, Doc Ock. There's loads of really good Spider-Man. Those are almost like one-shots, I suppose, yeah. but... You know, in case you don't have a spare fifty grand sitting about for Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> number one, uh, we always order in the True Believer stuff. So they're reprints; they're only ever yeah, a pound an issue. Yep. Always order those in for release day. So there's a few guys have actually requested these titles as well because of obviously Spidey being a popular, popular one. Mm-hmm. Love that uh, that image um, from Amazing Spider-Man two five eight of the the regular costume and the black costume fighting over Peter Parker. Pretty cool. Um, what about these Marvel Tales? So Marvel Tales tend to be thicker, almost anthology books. They reprint maybe three to four um, older stories. The first one they did was Fantastic Four, which reprinted back as early as... Remember we were talking about Namor showing up mm-hmm. and there being a gap? There, that was one of the issues that was in that. We've had them in so far for Fantastic Four, Venom, and Black Widow. And I believe Thor is next week. No, sorry, beg your pardon. Thanos is next week. Um, so they, they seem to be good collections of key issues just in the one solid book. They're, um, they're good. I've, I've been collecting some of them myself. Cool. Got the Fantastic Four and Venom upstairs. Um, so uh, Amazing Spider-Man 23 and 24. We're at the end, finally, of Haunted. That Haunted, yeah. rather, not Haunted. Uh, <laughs> haunted. Join that so far. Latest issue yeah, was good as well. It's, it's a really solid Spider story. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's really great because it starts as all good Spider-Man stories do with with Peter Parker like having like a really bad cold and being on his last legs. And then whenever Peter Parker has a cold, you know that something really <laughs> crap is going to happen. As you say, like, the Parker luck. Yeah, the old Parker luck. Yeah. So the uh, uh, the latest study issue of that was great. Um, what do you call the character in it? Grimmock. Yeah, Gibbon. Gibbon. Yeah, it is tragic. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, hard reading them places. It was really, really well. Yeah, I'm looking for a Gibbon featured in the in the current issue. So, uh, and then Spider Man twenty four will be revealing this, uh, which is the the one before the the twenty fifth issue. Nick Spencer's landmark will be revealing the who the the mysterious bandaged figure uh, who seems to be associated with like centipedes and millipedes that's been hanging around. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man number three of five by Peter David. Looking forward to that. That's kicking yeah. off to the yeah. next week. So we're recording this on the fourth of April. That is hitting next week. Yes, indeed. So that'll be on the tenth. And uh, the fourth issue of Spider-Man Life Story, of which I've read the first. That's all it's been so yeah. far. Yeah, uh-huh. fantastic. Chip Zdarsky. Uh, really, really, the first issue really. I mean, we'll talk about it in no too, not too many spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, did, a, did a great job. <laughs> did a great job. Bad. Yeah, it's fantastic. Very good. As well as Shark Easton. Well, at least you don't have to read the first five yeah. pages again. Miles Morales Spider Man continues into issue seven. Uh, Marvel Spider Man City at War, the one based on the, the PlayStation game. Is anybody yeah. reading it? Game I or? haven't read it. Um, from what I've heard, it's just a retelling of. The, yeah, the story of the game. I was interested initially, but uh, that interest waned before it came yeah, out. So I, didn't I was get more it. interested because they'd said it was going to be a continuation. Yeah, but then I think it was yeah, their retelling. Retail. Then they went on the continuation afterwards. Um, all the other Spider-Man Has series. Everyone read Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. So Tom Taylor, yeah. do it. No, no. Just do it. <laughs> I don't have. We, ah! we are very behind. <laughs> yeah, there's a character that comes into it that is used in such a great way in New York. A very influential character in New York, I'll just say that. Is it Trump? But 
that that is an issue for that is just how they're utilized yeah. as part. I can't talk about. Yeah. It. I would never yeah. ruin it, but yeah. Yeah. but that's a series that yeah, it's just well, that's continuing part. continuing through issue seven and eight. Um, old man Quill, I haven't picked up at all. We're in the Guardians. Guess Guardians. The Galaxy Annual is looking at. Uh, the heroes that disappeared into the black hole. What happened to Nova, Quasar, Adam Warlock, and Darkhawk? We are clearly going to find out what happened to Silver Surfer. So, <laughs> um, in his own series, meet the scrolls. Or maybe grab that and trade. That could be interesting. We talked about that. I um, I'm picking it up, but I haven't actually read any of it yet. But I'll let you. I'll let you know. <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider still destroying the Marvel Universe. Um, haven't been picking up Shuri or Black Panther. No, that, not something I've been reading myself. No, to say. The, the futuristic Black fun. Panther story sort of put me off a wee bit. Fantastic covers on those. Mm. Doctor Strange is great um, by Mark Wade. Just just pick it up. I don't know what I'll be doing in, in 15th or 16th, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, Fantastic Four by Dan Slott continues to be brilliant. Uh, if you're not getting it, do. I can't talk more, more highly great. about Daredevil. Daredevil is great. Was that issue seven? Um, yeah, well, we're only as far as three at the moment, yeah. so they're going to have a lot of release before June to be seven. Because yeah. we're only on three. It's been. Yeah. It seems to be trickling out. It's, so it's it does. Seven reads in the aftermath of Chip Zdarsky's explosive first arc of Daredevil. So this this could be a good mm-hmm. jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, don't miss the second installment. Oh, the second installment of this new arc. So issue six okay. will be the jumping on point. And uh, if you're not on it, get on it. Yeah. Daredevil's no chance. It's probably. I think it's our second highest Marvel pull now. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man uh, still first. Marvel comic presents number <laughs> six. Though, the keep just skip back. That looks <laughs> like, like uh, Cosmic oh. Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel history as well. Just skip. skip yeah, just yeah. Absolutely. It looks like his worst nightmare. This looks like this looks nineties tastic. <laughs> That's uh, Johnny Blaze, I think. Well, it's a, Danny it's Cage. A good, it? um, it's a good writing team on it, in fairness. Um. Charles Soul, Tim Seeley, yeah. uh, Bristol. It's a good. As long as the cover's shiny. <laughs> yeah, actually, it does look good. Uh, Could it be? Could we have him interested in something that has Deadpool in it? Is Deadpool in Boiler Realms? Yes, he is. And Danny Ketch, the, no, the best I, of the Ghost Riders. I would look forward to that because that's, I, got in, I got into Marvel Comics through Spider Man and Wolverine and Deadpool. It is set so, in the 90s. Welcome to the 1990s, by far the most embossed, holographic, and collectible era of them all. <laughs> I swear to God, see if there's not a special cover on this. Part <laughs> <laughs> so it's done. Uh, Punisher, number 12. Punisher's been fantastic. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you just read number 10 before we started. It's great. It's yeah. just, it's easily the most adult title Marvel's yeah. produced in the same It feels like it's one step away from Max. Yeah. Uh, Vicky had mentioned this uh, Marvel. Yeah, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine Exit Wounds. Wounds number one Claremont yeah. Larry Hama oh, of uh, wow. G.I. Joe fame Sam, Sam Keith, Keith as well. Salvador La Roca Sam Keith and more um, that's a Stegman cover Liefeld cover and a Stegman cover yeah you can um, skip Liefeld says uh, <laughs> Wolverine Legends Chris Claremont Larry Hama and Sam Keith reunite he goes by many names Patch, Weapon X, Logan but most just call him the Wolverine who's doing cover on it? Uh, cover is going to be around statement that's a variant by Liefeld and a variant yeah. by so haven't Sam Keith haven't shown mm-hmm. cover A on the previous one no um, Major X I've got the first issue in the house don't know what's happening there Rob Liefeld <laughs> what else is there to say um, <laughs> could they're going to love it Rob, gonna Rob Liefeld makes it I'm going to flip past the Edge of X-Man stuff I've been so disappointed by that <laughs> uh, Matthew Rosenberg is killing it on Uncanny X-Men 
Um, again, there's been a few jumping on points. It's been a really get, great time to get into TX Men with about number starting from about number eleven, I think. Yeah. Uh, well worth it. So whenever that comes out in trade, if you're not reading it, I'd highly recommend picking it up. Uh, Dead Man Logan's nearly dead with number eight of twelve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Design. This uh, X Men Grand Design Extinction supposed to be yeah. pretty I've good. I've been enjoying those so far. Yeah. Great. Picking different eras of the yeah. X Men and just retelling the stories. It is basically just a retelling with like a wee bit at the start. That Ties them all together. Yeah, sweet. Let me get a. But it's new art and everything. It's new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, X Force. I'm enjoying that. They they had recent book. Um, Infinity Watch. Domino. Not on it. Uh, Conan. Yeah. I think we're all loving we Conan. Yeah. Um, with that. Looking like he's getting ready for an orgy there on the front. <laughs> the many loves of Conan. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Conan access. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There we are. Uh, but nothing is as sacred as the Crimson Witch twists what is truly best in life mm. um, Savage Sword of Conan um, I think it's a it's an all contained story a self contained story in number 6 Star Wars Corner Star Wars still going Star Wars still going Star Wars has loads of yeah. stuff Star Wars has loads of stuff um, that more or less uh, kills it for me for Marvel but there was something there was a couple of interesting yeah, trades and I know one that specifically trades. stood out to you there was so uh, that uh, there's a what annoys me about previews is they put in this up not on sale until October 2019. Yeah, yeah, so that Namor the Submariner by John Byrne and Jay Lee Omnibus was sticking out. Um, definitely. Marvel Masterworks, those are fantastic. Always have been. Been yeah. fantastic for years. They're retelling, you know, big chunks of, of mm -hmm. eras of, okay. of Marvel history for certain characters. Um, Daredevil by Frank Miller box set back whenever Frank Miller could write books. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. And on that note, so Superman year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvel eighty for eighty. That's uh, eighty iconic images representing eighty years of Marvel. That's a that's a hard cover, penciled by various, covered by Jack per Kirby. One hundred and sixty eight pages. And it's just going to be Is images. That would be that would be a lovely coffee to yeah, people book. You know, just a flick yeah. through. Yeah, very nice. Um, Immortal Hulk volume one hardcover yeah, will be hard out. Cover, We're yeah. all looking forward to this. The Marvel Universe by, by Rob Liefeld. They put the single, they put the single like he's even redone the the picture of Captain America, but it still looks shit. Mm -hmm. uh, what's he that? doesn't have Deadpool on it. That yeah, really like, surprising. That's that's his moneymaker. <laughs> like, and the, he just forgot. There's some good books in that though. There's some good books. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Anyway, Immortal Hulk yeah. hardcover. If you're not reading it, read it. Um, Jim Lee, Jim XXL, Lee's yeah. Spider Man The Gauntlet. More uh, Spider Man, Spider Man. These are, these are cool, the, the kids, Marvel, Marvel and the, they've gone through the, the 60s, 70s, 90s, you know. So uh, that'll be that'll be pretty cool in the 2000s. What, what is that? That's what obviously is, Civil War, they're the That's yeah. it, yeah, so that was Civil War. Um, uh, collecting Ultimate Spider Man number one, Wolverine Origin number two, Ultimates. Number one, Truth, Red, White, and Black. Number one, Astonishing X Men. Number one, Civil War. Number two, Captain America. Number twenty-five. So it's obviously collecting yeah, key issues key, yeah. key that were yeah. out in the the specific decades. Um, the first of the Conan trades and some older uh, Conan collected editions from Marvel's original run in Conan will be out. There's, there's Spider-Man, Spider Deadpool. Deadpool. There's a trade again. If we haven't said it enough the Collecting, trade of yeah. Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man will be out yep and it's a soft cover 136 pages collecting number 1 to 5 of Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man by Tom Taylor uh, Wolverine the Long Night that was the, the adaption podcast. of the podcast oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Vicky's really enjoying that 
like really enjoying that it's like it was the top for pile remember the, the, new um, one. they announced that podcast when we like said it and then realized what it was um, <laughs> a podcast I thought, no I thought it was like I thought it was like a, like an animated type of thing because the way it, it seemed like all the, the adverts for it and then I worked out what it was when I listened to some stage I see they're releasing uh, Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu epic collections uh, 504 pages a piece uh, it's collecting got 20 30 issues and I guess they're doing that because uh, Master of Kung Fu has been picked up as a TV series isn't that right? I believe so uh, I think yeah. it's something they want to develop for the Disney mm. Network okay classic demon bear saga New Mutants um, yeah they should probably read that instead of waiting on that movie <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> some X-Men milestones follow the mutants start Pretty Phoenix good, yeah. saga um, Spider-Ham this is what I was after um, so July 2019 sees a new printing of Marvel's Eye of the Camera um, we have spoken widely and variously about Marvel's great length. Um, mm-hmm. at great length uh, by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross um, Marvel's Eye of the Camera was the uh, the, the official sequel I guess to Marvel's uh, Alex Ross was off it it was written by Basaic and Roger Stern but penciled by Jay Anasleto and he that artist uh, had a real a photorealistic way of drawing as well yeah. so that's what they were looking for so it is a sequel to the to the original um, news photographer Phil Sheldon is back to provide the man on the streets perspective the larger than life heroes and villains and big events of the Marvel Universe from the Avengers and the new the all new all different X-Men um the Secret Wars, you know, so all the heroes disappear, I guess. It's probably going to be a fallow period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dracula, Werewolf by Night, but this time Phil's world is about to be rocked, not just by superhuman battles and cosmic events, but also by something far more personal. Uh, so so does this pick up exactly where Marvel's left off? He's an older man? He is or, an older man, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. If I recall, his daughter is not doing particularly well at school, so Phil sort of takes her on as, a, as an intern. You know, and, and mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she he's he's a wee bit more jaded, but she's seeing things through fresh, excited eyes. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, worth reading. Yeah, as soon as I saw the one on the opposite page, I just thought this is right up here in the street. <laughs> uh, this is uh, another trade being solicited for July called uh, Tomb of Dracula, Day of Blood, Night of Redemption. The reason it caught my eye was because it's written by Marvel, Marvel yeah. uh, and penciled by Gene Colan. You know, so it's uh, it looks very much up your streak and your love of horror. Yeah. Two hundred pages. Parental advisory. Oh, I can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, Dracula is dead, but his last living descendant, Frank Drake, is being manipulated by a shadowy occult investigator. He plans to revive the Lord of the Vampires, but when Dracula comes roaring back to life, can blade the vampire hunter before behind. Cool. When's that? <laughs> July. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Haven't heard the name Frank Drake in a long time. Um, who did Ryan Reynolds play in he played Hannibal King Yeah, Hannibal King is the other oh, guy they're referring yeah. to in that yeah um, that's me for Marvel that's you that's Marvel that's me so it is it is you remember we said it was going to be a short Marvel thing <laughs> <laughs> it was a short Marvel thing wasn't it I was Keith talking so it was yeah. short, <laughs> it was short and, there was only, and there was only one in there I was really interested in yeah <laughs> And it, too, and it was right at the very end. <laughs> right at the very end. Um, yeah, so that's that's the Marvel book, as I say, the ones that were the standouts for us. Silver Surfer Black, Black Cat, um, the Marvel's sequel, 
Um, but there is other good stuff in there as well, and it looked like there was one or two jumping on points as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's not about it's not about the fact that there's nothing. That I'll, I'll be reading a lot of stuff in there. It's just that there's nothing. It's yeah. a starting nothing point or a jump really, in. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, yeah, can't always be like that. Nope. All right, who's next up? We're heading on DC. Let's move on to DC. I'm taking the back seat this time, as you can tell, because I'm hardly <laughs> talking. <laughs> I was like, you just talk, I just lie. You're right, we saw you, okay? I'm all right. I was going to set up the PS4 and play Spider-Man, but, you know, I think you wanted to watch TV instead. Um, but yeah, we'll move so, on to uh, DC previews. Straight off the bat, we've got um, big, big events. Um, this is Bendis' first DC event. Um, event Leviathan. Leviathan. Leviathan, yes. Leviathan. We need to talk about hyperbole as well. <laughs> hyperbole? Hyperbole. It doesn't work for me. It's hyperbole. <laughs> Sorry. Hyperbole has a Y in it at the end. Hyperbole. <laughs> no, it's hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> it is hyperbole. Whatever. It's hyperbole. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bendis' first big event for, for DC. This is spinning off of Action Comics, which Alan's reading. I don't think anybody else is. No, I'm reading. <laughs> Sorry, Action, reading? I've been reading Action Comics since. I, the action comics run Ben has been doing is brilliant and uh, yeah, this is Leviathan this is a organisation that was established way back in Batman Incorporated by yeah. Grant Morrison it was Tanya um, Goose yeah, yeah so this is the same one that's been hyper been silencer yeah they've been building yeah. behind the scenes uh, a lot and the few issues of um, action comics this has been going for three issues now yeah. and it's thoroughly excellent like you, you genuinely feel like the likes of Clark and Lewis and everyone involved in the crosshairs of Leviathan this are in danger. Including uh, like Argus and uh, yeah, what do you like call they're taking down all the intelligence agencies yeah. around the world as well. Like, um, but I mean that's I mean that's I guess that's the question is that so Silencer has Leviathan has been at the hardest Silencer since it started. Yeah, uh, you know, it's an organization Silencer so used to work for, and yeah, she got out. Yeah, and but then the the thing was there was a massive splinter within Leviathan, and mm-hmm. you know all the the underbosses were fighting each other, and uh, Talia was trying to get uh, Honor Silencer to come back, you know, mm-hmm. but she was living a family, and so the, I mean the, it was splintering, and then uh, the, Talia I guess pulled it all back together. So I mean that's coming off the back of that. So, yeah, yeah, would you say that you would have had the sort of red Silencer to? follow what's happening well I had never heard of Leviathan before reading Silencer okay. so that's why I'm sort of attached to it yeah. you know but no, I, I, mean, I, I would say with this uh, similar to what I was saying about War of the Realms I read the first issue enjoyed it wasn't lost I do get the feeling I would like to read some back matter but I don't think it's essential so I think this will be the same yeah um, it's a good creative team though uh, with Bendis but obviously Alex Malev as well great artist um, did some great Daredevil stuff Daredevil yeah um, uh, Scarlet well, Scarlet's a creator owned one he, yeah. that is done with Bendis um, so yeah I think it's going to be six issues yeah one of six yes so it's on the, it's, when's that the 12th of June well what I like about the, even the description of it as well instead of just saying like it affects Batman Wonder Woman Superman I see so the question in there character to the qu- from Batman to Superman to the question to Talia Al Ghul yeah. yeah so uh, there's some interesting characters in there there's uh, questions right on the cover with Green Arrow yeah why, why have they felt the need to call it event Leviathan that is a little bit strange to me yeah um, I mean uh, the first thing I thought of was something like Event Horizon whether there's some yeah. sort of link there or something I don't know but it does strike me as a DC event, so it I don't know why they like just have to read it. Right? It's almost like it's almost like you know they're going well. Everybody has event fatigue. Let's really punch them in the face. With it. <laughs> this this happens. It's events, events, events. Nothing, nothing. Events. It always happens. 
Um, but next up's the, maybe the big title for June. Yeah, I mean, and look, it's even a DC Black Label. It's, it's a Black a Black Label's coming out. It's actually a thing. It's coming out a year later. Um, yeah, so Roddy is so excited right now. <laughs> he can barely contain himself sitting over there. Right. Yeah, and, and this isn't for me. You have a problem sitting on your one? Yeah. Well, the only thing, yeah, I don't like Frank Miller, um, but John Romita <laughs> Jr. would swing it because I love the um, I love the cover on the left. The cover there's but there's two covers here. There's the cover A and cover and the variant cover. So we've got the Romita Jr., which is cover A. Then we've got Frank Miller's cover. Well, we think that because it just says in the description, cover by, but cover by, but what I've noticed is this is going to be the same size as Batman Damned. So we're going to have two two covers for each issue. And what do you no, mean the no, same no, size? This, but this what do you mean approximately eight point five by whatever whatever? This is going to be and even look at the covers, the shapes of the covers on this page. It's going to be the same size as Batman Damned. Well, you know you what? Know you're onto something there. They can take that and they can. Mm. Another, re- another reason. <laughs> I don't to think it, it is going to be. I have a feeling it might be. If you look at what the size of Batman Damned is, you'll get the same size as Batman Year One. Well, anyway, what's Batman? Uh, sorry, what's Superman Year One about? Um, so Superman Year One is the first year of Superman. No. <laughs> um, so it's basically it's Mil- it's Miller's take on Superman's first up and coming with him being Superman it's the same way we've seen ba- uh, Batman year one with Frank Miller it seems like it's around the same vein of of the, the Batman year one story you can relax um, can I? sorry just very quickly uh, Batman Dam dimensions was 12.1 inches as opposed to 10.87 uh, by 9.7 as opposed to 8.5 right, well, it's just regular size so okay, I think what the, I think what year one is going to be I think DC have learned from this but I think it's going to be the same dimensions as Batman Last Night on Earth so it's 64 pages it's double sized it's only going to be three issues but it's regular comic size but and it, it was worth certainly double checking what's the point in having the size of the issue then I think it's just to actually assure to people again. that it's not <laughs> the same as Dan they should just put an asterisk and just have not the same size as Dan <laughs> because they just need to get out Batman Dan issue 3 and then sweep that series on the yeah, carpet yeah that's, that's and move on I, I completely forgot Batman Dan was even a thing until the other day um, so yeah um, from the burning world of Krypton to the beautiful I can't help but help. Bu- bucolic. Yeah, bucolic figures of Kansas. First chapter, Superman Year One, tracks Clark Kent's youth in Kansas as he comes to terms with his strange powers and struggles to find a place in our world. DC Black Labels is proud to present the definitive origin of Superman as rendered by the legendary comic creators Frank Miller and John Meter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm interested in this because for years Frank Miller was always called a Superman hater. Superman hater. Yeah. And if you read DK3, it is flawed in places but it's a good story but there's a great moment in it where he just totally twists his view on Superman mm-hmm. with one line of dialogue that Bruce Wayne says which is essentially that all this time Clark's been holding back Yeah. Um, I know Frank Miller has called this his love letter to Superman so can Frank Miller do hopeful and bright we will see I don't know I'm, st- I'm yeah. starting to think it's going to be a dark it's going to be because if it's going to be telling Krypton in the, maybe the first issue yeah we're going to have a lot of Frank Miller esque scenes <laughs> I think it's going to be hopeful I, I really do but, and um, what's interesting as well as well as this I know Frank Miller announced and this could go horribly wrong but he's announced a Carrie Kelly book that's going to be aimed at all ages 
Okay. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with Frankie Boy at the moment, but Frank, uh, Frank's love with writing. <laughs> Frank's got his typewriter. Well, good, he should started. stick to writing instead of drawing because cover B is not <laughs> cover B is not not a site to go. But he's going, I, he's going down the Alamur route. Like he's I'm genuinely it. psyched for this, though. Like I have I'm to really say, important. three it's, issues, um, prestige format. It'll feel like an event. Obviously, we talked in the last review show about my love for Man and Superman. Yeah, I, I'm really and I'm loving action comics one, so I, I'm really enjoying Superman and Titans um, at the moment. So I think I've said it before, but I love the trying to get a grip of their superpowers stories. Yeah, like Shazam, it was that was right up my alley because it was I'm learning how to do this. This yeah. seems like it's going to be this at least the first issue is going to be I'm trying to get a grip of what I can do and yeah. how I can hold back from obliterating people's heads. <laughs> Which is definitely going to happen. I thought you were going to say snapping people's necks, but oh, that would have been edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to the editor just a man after. <laughs> um, so going on, um, these ones I can't get my head around. It these seems... are titles aimed at younger readers. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, um, got there's a Harley Quinn. These two imprints, DC Inc. and DC Zoom. Okay. So DC Zoom is aiming at sort of twelve and under, and DC Inc. is aiming at sort of the twelve to. 15 range okay. you know not quite an adult but yeah. don't want to read kids See, I, was trying to, I was trying to work out because Harley Quinn should not be a kid's character yeah. this is this is a thing that I've always said and will always say Harley Quinn's not for kids um, but yeah we've got a Harley Quinn Breaking Glass um, written by Mariko Tam- Tamaki yeah I've never heard of worked by Steve but I know the artist <laughs> Steve Poo Steve of Poo. all things he worked on uh, Animal Man mm-hmm. um, I'm not too familiar with the writer I have to say uh, so it's it's going to be following Harley Quinn at uh, 15 in Gotham seems like she's sort of trying to, to pass Keith's found something um, <laughs> so it's basically she it seems like it's going to be Harley Quinn sort of living on the streets trying to get from day to day um, with sort of interactions with, with Poison Ivy and other <coughs> characters um, and then we've also got Superman of Smallville um, so this is the younger readers yeah all Art Baltazar this is the kind of stuff he does he's done things like Itty Bitty Hellboy and okay. Itty Bitty The Mask and yeah. he tends to focus on younger ones I did Teeny Titan uh, sorry Teeny Tiny Titans as well was another one <laughs> um, he's the Scotty Young of DC is he um, so trying, essentially yeah. trying to get a grip of the story it just seems like it's Superman helping people through Metropolis which he normally does yeah. but with not as much depth <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's just about trying to produce stuff for younger readers. I mean, it's something I try to order quite a bit of into the store because we do have a lot of younger readers come in. Yeah. To be honest, most yeah. comics are sort of teenage and above. I think you do really well with those. They yeah, look really uh, cool. Those yeah. are both out the twentieth of August. So just like religion, get them whenever they're young. Get them, get them, get them hooked. <laughs> get them in the comics. Young. Look who's doing the art and action comics ten twelve. I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> there's a, on, there's a reason though it's Simon okay. right? who's that the artist what title does he do at the moment that's a good question he does Punisher he does do Punisher the art and Punisher is great yeah. um, but yeah so Action Comics 10-12 is that what we're saying now I think we say 10-12 rather than 1,012 we'll just say 12 Ben's is 12 <laughs> like, <laughs> um, this is an, an event with that 12 AB 12 after Ben's Oh, nice. It's a it's a event with that Leviathan tie-in. Yeah. Um. So, couple of be- couple of beautiful little yeah. covers as well. There's it's, it's it's laid on info for not spoiling Leviathan, but yeah, it's it's an it's it's a tie-in. 
Again, <laughs> I said nearly every month, but Action Comics is brilliant at the moment, I have to say. Really, really strong title. Nice, uh, nice variant covering that as well. Ben Oliver, yeah. yeah. Always um, does headshots, Ben Oliver. He never really does yeah. full body art, it's always. But they're good. They're nice. Good. Well, very nice. He's better than me. You should have got him on the um, Heroes in Crisis. Do all the one on one interviews. Clayman knocks out of the park. Yeah, he does. Good, good point. That's Clayface's cousin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Veterans <laughs> Super Sons is in the eleventh issue. Pretty yeah, sure. I think Did it's. Did that not get cancelled? No, it's coming. Well, it's coming to twelve. It's a maxi series. Oh, okay. So um, they seem to do this when they do Jonathan Kent and. Yeah, Damien Wayne together they tend to do like Super Sons they do 10 issue runs 12 issue runs no more than that but they are great great it's a a great um, it's a great pairing they work off each other really well that um, the Jonah Hex issue came out this week I think possibly Super Sons yeah it was this week read that Um, American Carnage anybody on that Yep, it's, uh, both of us, Ellen, yeah. Ellen, and I. Yeah. Is it any good? Or? It is good. It's it's a good return to Vertigo yeah. stuff. It's not quite at the level of what I always refer to as the golden period of Vertigo, but it's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I blow I blow hot and cold on the art sometimes, but yeah, really enjoying the story. Another um, cover by Ben Oliver there. Yeah, it's almost a headshot. That's <laughs> there is literally there is legs on, on the cover. There's a legs. There's legs on there. It's an action there's, figure, but there's, there's a headshot. <laughs> Aquaman yeah, the, 49. up to forty nine. That variant cover is pretty stunning it's, you know lately I haven't seen a bad Aquaman variant it's because it's been the same artist for years I was going I was looking through some boxes today and I picked out Aquaman 2, 3 and 4 from yeah. Rebirth and it's the same artist doing variants oh, Joshua right. Williams been doing, been doing variants all the way through but that or I love middle, those middle simple team. images Sorry. what did I say not the writer uh, oh Williams yeah. I said big part Joshua Middleton but that that cover there I just love yeah, simple images um, yeah. anyone here reading Aquaman I read the first issue of Kelly Sue's. Um, yeah, I was with Keith. Or, like I read the first two. It just was too too different for me from me for me from what it had been before. I just really, the, the pacing of it and everything else just knocked knocked me off. Like I read, so I read a couple of issues so and just couldn't. This issue for anybody that is reading it seems like it's going to be a combination of how Aquaman lost his memory. Apparently, Aquaman lost his memory. Well, that's what Kelly Sue's Contron started with. Okay, so it did with memory loss, and he was working in a village helping people. Oh, yeah. like Aquaman does. <laughs> but he didn't know he was Aquaman. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. Um, Backyard 36. No one. Uh, it's pretty much Mark that reads that. Yeah. Um, Batman Beyond 33. Oh, that's one that might Keith. get a little bit more of talking about later. About yeah, that. I'm really. I'm into Batman Beyond. I've the, been... uh, the Beyond covers, the variants, at least. Yeah. Oh, Chris Sandley's doing covers as well. One of my favourite Daredevil artists. The, uh, that's a great book. It's a fantastic book by yeah. Dan Jurgens, like. The man who True. who wrote the death of Superman, right? Yeah, he did. Wonder if he's going to write the death of um, Batman Beyond. <laughs> Which, of course, should be the next DC Batman movie. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Get um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, Batman seventy two. And 73 and 73 73 just got a cover change as well yeah because it used to be seven. that used to be the cover to 70 but now it's changed to 73 yeah it is a great cover I don't know why they've changed it but it is a great cover that cover um, is uh, that's clearly Thomas Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman see Dragon I Bruce think it's probably because it's too on close a horse. to a cover they did a while ago earlier in the run with the Talia al Ghul so it seemed like it would look like that cover yeah, see, when I see the Batman titles in previews, I, I yeah, must admit I, I skip past I skip them because the, um, 
We're getting mighty close to the end of uh, well, the see, end of Tom King's you pr- say that, purported run. And you say that, but if it goes to issue one hundred and two, if in June there's still twenty nine issues to go, that's still a year and a half. <laughs> I know. I just I, we're close number wise. Yeah, summer ways get there, you know. Wish. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I what issue was the wedding? Fifty. Jeez, that doesn't seem that long ago at all. Yeah, stunning issue. Covers covers it better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do the same. I skip. I'm up to twenty nine covers. I skip the um, the breakdowns of the stories anyway. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm and afraid. the same. So that I'm on the outsiders that hasn't launched yet. Yeah, that's that was pushed back and then pushed back and then now it's happening. Apparently. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was being pushed back to wait for Heroes in Crisis to end. Brian mm-hmm. Hill said that it was a series had to end before they could launch. And is it Heroes in Crisis? Heroes in Crisis off? ends in the previous previous book with issue nine. Heroes in Crisis isn't in this one. Oh, so oh. okay, fair enough. Um, what about David Ziegler? Is that going to come out? <laughs> it's going to come out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Batman TMNT three. Yep, so this is going to be a trilogy. This is the last part that it seemed like two James Tinian's written. Yeah, there wasn't an awful lot of distance between them, in fairness. Uh, James Tinian's quite prolific, though. You know, he's he doesn't wait around, obviously, doing great things. He on one of your favourite books. Favorite he writes, so he does. Yeah. It's good, good, good stuff he writes. But yeah, if you like the sound of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it hasn't launched just yet. Uh, number one's due in May. Yeah. So you can still pop in the store and you know, reserve that. Story ways, it just explains itself as Batman and the TMT. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Uh, Batman Laugh 6. Is that the end of that? It is. Is it? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was going 12. Nope. 6 of 6. It's Scott Snyder and Jock. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm really enjoying it so far. The Grim yeah, Knight one shot great. was great as well. Yeah. Um, it's been great. All of Ryan's been great as well. Same again. I've just been avoiding blurbs on it. So Yeah, I've done the same. I'm you're really reading it. By the time issue 6 comes out, you're either on it or you're not. Yeah. At that point, it's too late. Yeah. Um, Books of Magic Nine. That's part of the Salmon universe. Are, are those books still going? Or I, dr- I dropped off. The... As far as I'm aware, they're ongoing. Um, none yeah, of them have been cancelled or anything. anything. Oh, okay, because it seemed like um, you'll, you'll probably turn the page and then they are probably turn the page here and yeah. then not see oh, any of them because we were all. <laughs> <Catwoman>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to read Catwoman now? Yes. Oh, it's very good, wasn't it? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. There was recently an issue of Catwoman that was written by one of Roddy's favorite writers, Ram B. And that uh, was just a one shot. Yeah, really heist, charming. Heist yeah. issue. Oh. Keith threw his phone. Um, <laughs> his new phone, we should say. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. Keith uh, got it's all that work on <laughs> Yeah, it had Real Ocean's Eleven vibes. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And also, this we should say this is the last art germ cover for yeah, Cowboys. Nice, nice oh, really? art germ cover. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, moving on to Batgirl, I think. Out of all the books. Yeah. Oh well. Um, D D deceased. But more importantly, deceased. Deceased. No, deceased. There's no e in there, so it's deceased. I'm just pronouncing it's deceased. Uh, okay. I don't know. Um, it's Marvel's Marvel Zombies, but DC. Yep. With, and it'll be better. And it's. Uh, we don't know about that yet. But Tom Taylor's good, but whenever it comes to zombies, yeah. Kirkman's yeah, better. Kirkman is Kirkman's the zombie man. That he is. <laughs> but um. I think we're we're all looking forward to DC. Yeah, it'll be a bit of fun, yeah. Some aspect. That's it. I mean, I like that they've announced it. That's six issues. It's not like because Marvel's always going for a while, didn't it? It was oh god, thirty issues or something. Uh, We've two big thick volumes of it in the stores, so I think. Yeah, but there was a bunch of different wee bits and pieces of it that we probably collected. Yeah, but I like with this because this is the kind of idea that I do think will have a finite lifespan. It'll be a lot of fun, but six issues probably enough. 
Um, yeah, but I can't wait for that to launch. And interesting, I was looking at Twitter today, and there's a few retailers. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. But there's a few retailers have got advanced copies, and they have been singing the praises of okay. it massively. God. As if to just go, Jake, coming out of nowhere, Marvel Zombies is a five-issue limited series. <laughs> One less. <laughs> but yet there's two full books of it. It? it must have a ton of time. Yeah, there was, a bunch of, there was a bunch of follow-ups. Yeah. Well, there's no tie-ins to Deceased. So there you go. Uh, covers as well. Worth. Yeah, so Deceased, it, it's not shown in... Um, yeah, Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness. It was yeah. great. It was very clearly right. it wasn't a strong enough title. Marvel Zombies it needed a crossover. Army of Darkness. But yeah, with DC's, what's interesting is they don't show the variant cover in here, but they're doing a different horror movie for every variant. Yeah. So the first one is it. The second one they've shown was Nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street. The third one they've third shown one is the, the Nun. nun. Um, past that, have the show past that, or no, no, the non ones so yeah, just shown. I'm afraid of looking at them because I feel like I just go, ah, give me cover MB. <laughs> See, that is the thing. This might be the first series I collect ABC. Okay, because Matina's doing those really yeah, awesome those headshot covers. They look more like Ben Oliver covers, just as yeah. Saying. I was just thinking that there, yeah. That's actually Matina. The first one's Batman. Yeah, so. cover is Batman. Yeah, Superman. Um, that forward, series yeah. is going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to be good. Be good. <laughs> Best finish up your Batman 50 collection. So <laughs> he's got to finish the Batman yeah. 50, move on to the Tag of 1000, then. Yeah. DC still be easier to keep a hold on. I'll just order all three each one. <laughs> um, um, Deathstroke 44. Um, I haven't read Deathstroke since Deathstroke vs. Batman, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. But I, other than that, it's just not a title. I read a, a, red, a, a, red, a annual, read the Batman Kion. It's, what's this is this following up with the Titan? this is following up with the Titans following it it was called um, the Terminus Agenda which so, was Team Titans crossover so spoiler it looks like Deathstroke dies because <laughs> no one ever really Deathstroke dies in comics come on you know that yeah. De- Deathstroke R.A.P. yeah mm. there's there's coughing and everything he's dead that's it Oh, Deathstroke's cancelled um Age for Hero I haven't even touched it or... nope no idea nope I haven't no even touched it is it out First yeah. issue came out a couple weeks ago, yeah. I actually sold out of it in the store. Okay. A few, few guys picked it up, but I haven't heard any feedback on it. Mm-hmm. So, again, Don't just another part of uh, Bendis' Wonder Comics line. Now, these are ones to look this, forward to. This is what I'm, I'm into. Um, I haven't read any Detective Comics in Yonks. I was reading it and then jumped off it whenever, I don't know, whenever... It's about family. Uh, yeah, the, the story sort of changed a bit and I wasn't happy, but... This Arkham Arkham Knight story looks kind of interesting. Yeah, so I'm more so interested maybe. to see who it is, more than what's going on. With it. I, have, I have a theory it's uh, Thomas Wayne Jr. from uh, Cordialis because he hasn't really made an appearance since. I don't know who that so, is. Lincoln March. Lincoln March. You, you've read Cordialis? No, no, I've got Cordialis in the house. You haven't read it? No, no. Well, go read it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of previews, go read that. I've still got <laughs> ten books from last week's pull list. I'm well sure. Uh, but yeah, so Detective 1005 to 1006. Obviously, I know Roddy has not read Detective 1000. Have you indulged yet? No, I have not. We've read it. <laughs> um, so, so forget about reading Cornwall's. Go home and read it. No, read Cornwall's then. I've still got, I say, 10 comics from last week's pull list, and in that, in that 10 comics are The Next Heroes of Crisis and yeah. Detective Comics. No, I think I have. Because that's the order in which Alan gave them to me. Three, four weeks behind, were we discussing? Yeah. The review show is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so fresh in your heads. I've caught up and you're all behind. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're all? Excuse me. Uh, you don't read. 
you can't read. <laughs> Miles ahead of um, But yeah, so Detective Comics from 1001 seems like it's going to be following the, the Arkham Knight yeah, storyline. Tomasi back on it. Um, good news. I personally am just going to wait. Um, I don't want to jump on straight away and be burnt. And jump on. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, but interestingly, I, it's something that Detective 1000 has refreshed. It, it seems to have refreshed a lot of people for it. Yeah. Because we did have seven or eight people on Detective, we now have 15. Okay. So people really dug one thousand. Really dug the last story, which was to do, which was the lead into this. Yeah. Um. I um. And then seeing these covers with you know the Spectre in there and yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about the direction I, it's going in. I was excited for it, but I feel like if I jumped on the Arkham Knight and it turned out to be shit, I would just be really angry with myself. Um. One thousand six. I feel like I will probably just pick up because it's the Spectre, and he's I, I like him as a character. Um, and anybody crossing over with Batman being that sort of powerful yeah. is always good for a read. Yeah. Good for a laugh. Yeah. It's good for a laugh. Your ego there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, more Sandman books. There they are. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, past yeah. that, yeah. Female Furies. I do have the first issue to read simply because of, of the absolute masterpiece that was Mister Miracle. I want to read Female Furies. <laughs> More of that to come later. Um, yeah, Flash. bring it on, bring it on, Stephen. Flash year one. year one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that starting. Uh, Joshua Williamson still on the Flash since yeah. the start. He's, he's the unsung hero of the DC uh, books because obviously everyone marvels at Tom King's long run on Batman, but Joshua Williamson's matched them issue for issue, and Flash has been very consistent. Kieran was saying he was a bit disappointed that this Flash year one storyline is within the main title. Yeah. But the thing was, Batman Year One was yeah, within the main Batman title. I wasn't reading it then. <laughs> well, you, know I mean? you, you know what I mean? You can easily yeah. jump onto the Flash, read the five issues, and then jump back off it. Yeah. You know, it's I, I I like that sort of that sort of thing. Yeah. And we've never really seen a Flash. You know, you were chatting about it earlier about you really like titles where heroes are getting used to their powers. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that with the Flash. Not really. No, it's it's something you you mentioned every once in a while, and obviously they did the TV show, but. Yeah, they never went into depth with. But this flash, flash year one does look look good. It doesn't look super man year one good, but it it looks interesting. I'm looking forward to it more. Mm-hmm. Is the year one storyline done by the same artist? Uh, Howard yeah. Porter in there. Yeah. yeah, so it's um, yeah, I look forward to that. Possibly cover of the month. Cover of the month, maybe maybe single issue of the month. Who knows? We might. Um, but it's Green Lantern number 8 Grant Morrison it's just like the redoing of injecting yeah. the drugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, some uh, sort of tentacle monster injecting drugs into its veins it seems like it's a bit of a reference to Speedy oh no that's 100% yeah. but it is that's why it's, it's, it's it, it looks great um, but the Green Lantern's been fantastic issue yeah. to issue it just feels like classic Silver Age just wrong yeah latest issue was born in issue 6 um, it's the midpoint mm-hmm. I am a bit not frustrated because I'd rather something was short in quality yeah but you know it only being 12 issues but um, 12 yeah. issues is the first trade just came out didn't it first trade's in solicited in this month's one okay. um, so I, I was surprised that they're doing is it only 12 issues only 12 yeah. issues I was yeah, surprised yeah. that they're doing like a, a volume 1 and a volume 2 for just 12 yeah it's a <sighs> It seems to be weird for that because they really should have done that for Doomsday Clock to let people catch up who've been waiting yeah. 10 years to read it. Um, but Mr. Miracle, they didn't release two singles. So it, it, it seems to veer from time to time. I think Green Lantern seems to work more because it is sort yeah. of contained stories every issue than being one. Well, I mean, 
as I say, I, I just read issue six last night, and it does sort of come to a conclusion, yeah. but leaves enough line open to move on to what's next. So. More Harley Quinn, which is I don't give a shit about Harley Quinn at this stage. See, you're talking Vertigo titles, and this is one that I'm reading that no one else seems to be. But high level is pretty excellent, so it is. So what's high level? Um, it's comic. To talk about it sort of spoils, but it's about it's very cyberpunky. Yeah. Um, it's religious cults, terror cells, witch tribes, mutants, mafias, shrunken cities, drug dens, false prophets, real prophets, fetish camps, cybernetic enchantment junkies. From They're, all that stuff, all Alan got was kind of kind of cyberpunk. I don't think he's reading it at all. Kinda, no, <laughs> he looked at the pictures. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, cyberpunk with stuff. Trust me, to talk about it ruins it. Yeah, it seems like that's, it is. that's the point. Of, it seems yeah. like it's that high now. For sure, high level. Um, Don't talk more, about high level. More, more, more Sandman universe stuff. Um, Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. You know, we mentioned yes. Justice League Dark every podcast you weren't in. Yeah, good. <laughs> just, <laughs> as, just, as we, just as we tribute. No, it, it, it deserves to be mentioned every single month because every single month. And it's going to be able to contain yourself with that variant cover. The, the variant cover is fantastic as well. It's Clayton, Clayton Crane. Yeah. Same one that does the symbiote Spider Man when you like. True. Yeah, the one that I didn't share with anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah just like dark it's it's we got the month after month not we got the week it's month after month just deep delve into mystic. the mystic side of the DCU and it's, it's great and it has detective chimp and, it's and he's wielding a sword in the cover though yes it's a different sword than he usually wields as well <laughs> <laughs> um, Justice League you know well and you're saying it's getting better and better yeah the Justice League um, series at the moment uh, again I read 21 last night and it's a storyline all about the Justice League meeting sort of older versions of themselves in like an alternate timeline. Oh, that um, has been a good story. And it's been excellent. <laughs> That's why I didn't think it was Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, it's been pretty excellent. The latest issue of it was it was awesome as well. It's interesting here, it's saying DC's Year of the Villain continues. Yeah. Um, Year of the Villain we don't know an awful lot about. It is DC's book for free comic book day. Um, although they are charging 25 cents for it but I've ordered enough of them in that basically anybody has a pull list there will be an issue of it in your in your box um, and I'm guessing this will be it'll be setting up storylines that will obviously continue here yeah. but I don't know an awful lot about it at this point I have to say just like Odyssey I don't know anyone reading it I've been them. I've been enjoying it it's like the it's like the ginger stepchild of the Justice League series no one seems to be reading it but there's good stuff in it it's unusual pairings it's Cyborg it's Jessica Cruz Green Lantern you have Dark Set in there you have Azrael. Um it's very different to the other books but no it's Dan Abnett right and it's um, it came off the back of Justice League No Surrender didn't it the problem with Justice League Odyssey was yes yeah, so when No Justice ended or No Justice No Surrender it was No Surrender, no surrender. <laughs> uh, the problem was after No Justice it was supposed to spin out three Justice League titles you had Justice League Justice League Dark Justice League Odyssey Dark and League launched with no problems Odyssey, they had written, drawn, inked, and produced the first three issues, and then the higher-ups in DC went, this isn't what we asked for, and they were sent back to the drawing board. So by the time Justice League Odyssey 1 came out, Justice League Dark was on number 4, Justice League was on number 7. So they were supposed to match up, so people, I think, just forgot about it. Yeah. It's a shame, it, it, it is a good wee title, it'd be a good trade read. Um, Lucifer, it's on main issues now, I, I keep hearing good things about Lucifer, and never pick it up. Again, I, I haven't massively got into Sandman stuff to be honest. Marshall Manhunter on the other side just continues to be a 
chip crazy book. <laughs> that's how many issues? Is Twelve. That? Twelve is. Yeah, it's gonna be another maxi series. Oh yeah, that's in the vein of Mister Mr. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. MM as well, see. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. And um, Naomi. That's not, not many nine panels in that. Um, so Naomi number six. Naomi is another one. I haven't really I jumped into Wonder Comics stuff apart from Young Justice, which I've been reading. Have you read it myself? Is it? Did I read? Mister Miracle on the cover though. Um, well, Naomi is only going to be six issues. Young Justice has plenty of people with it on their pulls, but the other Wonder Comics series, to be honest, haven't really lit a fire or anything Naomi there's a few people on there's um, a few people on the cover as well there, there's quite a few you've got uh, the Trinity and you've got Swamp Thing and Flash and everyone all the lads you've got loads of people on the cover um, Nightwing 61 uh, is Rick Grayson still hanging around uh, possibly Bloodhaven uh, is burning Rick Grayson. Rick Grayson and the Nightwings yeah if it wasn't if it wasn't for Dan Jurgens on that I would I would be long gone <laughs> uh, I'm just every every previews catalogue I'm waiting from if them to tell me that Keith please <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if uh, Detective 1000 is anything to go off of it seems like oh that's from spoilers they haven't read it back at some stage they haven't read like it. it oh no we all talked about it we've all spoken about it before turn the page Keith I'm happy to hear I'm happy to hear yeah it seems like he's coming back at some stage one day some year <laughs> <laughs> um, Red Hood Outlaw anybody giving it a read or no 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 um, the covers I'm, I'm interested in but I'm not interested in the interiors because I'm riddled. <laughs> well, uh, I doubt Keith would read it because it's the same guy who is writing Nightwing at the moment, so that'll okay. be enough to put him off it. Now, Shazam, on the other Shazam hand. Shazam has been absolutely fantastic. A fourth issue was. The fourth issue was great. Art was great. Story was great. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like reading even just this run of Shazam helped me with the movie. Yeah. I would have been slightly lost, I feel like. Um, but just even just reading the what four issues up yeah, to that point, four to point. Um, it, it definitely helped with the film. So it, it's it, it did what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Did you I'm not? Did you not Shazam before the movie? I've never Shazam before the movie. Really? <laughs> um, first time I'd read Shazam was this current run. So right, I'd read some new Fifty Two stuff, but not much beyond that. Um, but yeah, that that run by Jeff Johns is is awesome. Is. So far, again, it's another. Like DC keep doing this at the moment, releasing these maxi series, and I love that. I'm really enjoying that format of twelve issues. You know, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Shazam. It's got a finite lifespan, and the quality it keeps quality high. I think. Um, Superguard thirty one. The ones reading Superguard. Hope ever. Uh, uh, you missed Silencer there. Silencer's yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, Silencer. Yeah. It's the last issue as well. Why well, is that the final issue? Said it. Yep. Jesus. It is the final issue. And John Romita Junior is back to do the cover. Because oh. he did the first four. He did the first issues. four issues, and they're finishing silencer. Yep. So that's silencer's the, finished. That's the, the new age of heroes. Dead, isn't it? New age of heroes. Just I don't think it was the new age of heroes. Maybe there was good stuff amongst it. I thought damage was good. Silencer was excellent. Is um, it terrific still on the go? Terrific is. I think it's I think it done. Gone, yeah. Um, the unexpected lasted six issues. New challengers lasted six issues. Well, that's that's. Uh, I don't think it was the biggest of imprints, to be honest. That's disappointing. Me. Silencer's very good. Black Label hasn't started yet. Exactly. Two issues. I don't know. In fairness, Batman Dam number one probably sold more than all of the New Year just series stuff put together. For better or for worse. Superman, I'm not not interested reading. I'm not following. Superman's great. I'm going to jump on to it in trades. That's a Superman Supergirl crossover. Okay. Looks Supergirl has been off across the. The universe seeking yes, with crypto, yeah. 
Rogar Zal or Rogar, whatever yes, you call him. Who I think he actually got that? Um, I'm looking in the blurbs. You're a, the guy who Rogal Rogal Zar. Here, yeah. that wasn't too far away. I had all the right letters. You had all the right uh, letters in the right order. Well, good. Good. <laughs> um, so she's been seeking him. He's the guy who supposedly destroyed Krypton. Yeah. You know, so this he seems she seems to drag him back. Oh, take it back. You turn the page. Traffic says still goes. Oh, yeah. It'll probably go to eighteen as well because most trades are six issues. So it'll probably go to eighteen. There'll be three trades. Who thought Traffic's would have lasted seventeen? Well, it's still one issue behind. Issue number, it's still one behind. Oh, Silence okay. around the eighteen. So fair enough. Um. Wildstorm coming to an end, and that's one that keeps being uh, enjoyed. Wildstorm has been great. Um, if they release that as twenty-four issue trade, that would be fantastic. I think you should all get on that. That's a beauty. What is that? Uh, Warren Ellis reimagining the Wildstorm universe, uh, the universe that gave you the authority and um, a variety of other. Uh, uh, my mind is blank. What else is in the Wildstorm universse I Don't know. You're in that. Wildcats. Wildcats and okay. uh, yeah, what was it? Wild, the Wildstorm universe was Jim Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, so they've been reimagined uh, in, for the modern day. Very, very good. Lots of beats that hit the original series, um, and a lot of differences. It's very good. Very good. I've enjoyed it. Um, next up, Wonder Woman seventy-two and seventy-three. Wonder Woman again. I, I tried to jump onto when G Will Wilson was on it um, because she was really good. Uh, Miss Marvel writer. Yeah. I just can't a good jump on the one just like dark as well yeah I mean that was good I um, would say variants look nice though the variants are lovely it's Jenny Frisson's been doing the uh, variants for a long long time very very nice variants um, so last up is Young Justice for the single issues <laughs> yeah I'd say that's probably the end of the first arc yeah sixth issue but Young Justice has been you good you yeah. you've been reading it yeah yeah that's good that's good stuff and uh, what are you, Jenny Hicks Jenny Hicks you got Connor Kent, you got Tim Drake. No, um, Tim Drake, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, be- the best of the Robins. Oh, yeah. Worst. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, not, definitely not Damien, then, no. Definitely not. Um, just definitely the worst of the Robins. From here definitely on with the, uh, with the previous book, it's just usually just trades coming out and hardcovers coming out. Um, nice only There are a couple worth, worth throwing a mention out yeah, there for. I know Keith wanted to mention Batman Beyond. That particular uh, trade is one that I was interested in uh, having a wee chat about. So that uh, we were talking about Batman Beyond earlier on. That's yeah. volume five. I think it collects 25 to 30. 25 to 30. And that story was the final joke. Um which just finished in the comics um, and what it did was it brought back the original Joker Um, so there were uh, great great story dedication of the new building uh, commemorating like a special Wayne family it was was, uh, Thomas Wayne's 100th birthday or something so all of Neo Gotham's familiar faces are out and about Uh, and the Joker reappears the original Joker Um, he reappears from, from the dead and uh, proceeds to attempt to reenact his greatest moment, which was beating a Robin to death with a crowbar. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, and he even gets the original. Crowbar, he gets the original crowbar. Terry McGuinness's younger brother Matt has become the new Robin. Um, Terry McGuinness being Batman. Yeah. And uh, it just it, it's great. It features it features um, Dick Grayson. Uh, it features Bruce Wayne. It features uh, Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Uh, Terry McGuinness, uh, Matt McGuinness, uh, the 
the Joker's gang, uh, some really lovely moments, and uh, yeah, so very, very, very good. Yeah. And you said Terry well, McGuinness, then Mike McGuinness, I thought you were going to say Martin McGuinness. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the cover for it, though, it's very much a reimagining yeah. of uh, Neil Adams, Joker's so Back in Town, Batman 251, the playing yeah. card. The, uh, he, Dan Jurgens wrote the Joker very well. Um, very, very good. Very yeah. good indeed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think it, Batman Beyond is, is one of the unsung DC titles. Yeah. That uh, the Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder, family just looks great. Uh, the first thirty-three issues of New Fifty Two Batman, yeah. That'll dollars. take you up to the end of zero year. Zero year, yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of other things. You've got Batman deluxe editions. Ah, that's the way I'm collecting the the hard covers of the Batman run, as well as the single issues. I collect those. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because issue fifties in there. <laughs> There's an issue 50 in there. Is there a different cover? <laughs> and it might even show loads of other covers. The single issues are for my collection. The trades are for reading. If I want to go on holiday or something, I want to take the story, I bring the trade. Then it on your Kindle. I don't read digital comics. <laughs> I own a comic book store. I don't advocate digital comics. <laughs> um, this, this is a big box. Um, Crystal Infinite Earth. I would be in. shocked to my very core if anybody came if and asked me to pre-order to, this for them. If anybody wants to give on a This is the ultimate crisis on Infinite Earth box if set. If anybody wants to buy me give on That is down as $500. $500. And it's approximately how many pages? Uh, loads of them. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even say that's how many there are. Oh, it does say it's approximately £28 in weight. So that'd be good for a bit of you know weight training perhaps, but this essentially contains everything for Crisis and Infinite Earths, every single tie-in yeah. story. I think it's the volume, of fifteen trades. Volume one to six of Crisis. Um, I, I that's just Crisis and Multiple Earths. Then you've Crisis and Earths, Infinite Earths, yeah. and then you've got the uh, the tie-ins for Crisis. Yeah, yeah that, you would have to be an uber fan for that. So um, want to buy me? Go on ahead. But in saying that, I do like the Flashpoint box set in the next page. Yes, that is very Flashpoint nice. was a great storyline, and that contains Knights of Vengeance, which was an awesome Batman story where Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. It's... It has the Scott Snyder Superman story, yeah. where Superman crashed the Earth and they kept him in an underground facility and therefore away from sunlight, so he was really weak. Um, there's some great stuff in that, it's actually. That it's a, bit, it's box a box set of the whole... Is it a box set of trades? Is it? Yeah. Box set of the whole trade paperbacks. Cool. All the trades. Hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Uh, that's it. That's and genuinely worth a read. And then you turn the page. The Green Lantern Volume One. The Green Lantern <laughs> Volume One. So the first six issues put together. Intergalactic Seriously, If you haven't been reading, that it, is genuinely worth even just picking up. Yeah. Um, giving us like three. It's the arch great stories. Uh, I love the name. Sorry, it, it just it gets better the more you get through yeah, it. As it well, just I feels think. like a classic, classic comic. Um, more Hellblazer oh, we're up to 21 now jeez I'm, <laughs> I'm on 2 <laughs> but then again Jimmy Delano is yes so he doesn't write any of that does he no 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 it's oh not, look at that bring by stuff. Jason Aaron and Jason Aaron mm-hmm. Keith will be jumping on that it, it's uh, that I like me a bit of a Hellblazer the um, Andy Diggle stuff is great for Hellblazer so is this still the classic Vertigo era yeah. they're reprinting you yeah jeez what did they run for what issues um, was it because ran up two in U fifty two. Because those volumes are good, like thirteen to fifteen issue yeah. volumes each, and if you're up to twenty one, like this, that one is two three nine to two four nine. There you go. And four other issues, um, for tie ins. Two hundred thirty nine, two hundred fifty issues. Yeah. Wow. I think it lasted a few, a couple hundred, like. Right. Fair enough. Um, loads written. 
Joker Troop paperbacks in that's going to be that was actually Batman no it's 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 Bermeo Bermeo it looks exactly like the apparently Joker Batman Noel and Damn in all the same universe but this first time it's been traded paperback good story very heavily influenced by Heath Ledger's interpretation um New issue, new volume of Sandman, um, but we got a um, bit of swampy. Were we talking about this in the podcast? I don't. I think we were talking about the. the I think Walmart. we've talked before about the Walmart specials. So um, yeah. they keep releasing these Walmart specials over in America. They're like giant hundred page spectaculars, mm-hmm. and they have really interesting creative teams on these stories. So, for example, Tom Keane is writing Superman. Uh, Brad Michael Bendis. Brad Michael Bendis is writing. Batman with Nick Darrington on art but these are Walmart exclusives you know you get them in the States yeah. but this looks to be the first this of is, any trade collections to this include this Swamp Thing Winter Special yeah um, but it also has got the Halloween Horror um, as I have thank you all um, Curse Comics Cavalcade as well yeah try saying that remember that oh. <laughs> flashbacks um, there and Monst- uh, Young Monsters in Love and that was the, the Valentine's, Valentine's Day special one. yeah but yeah, if you like yourself a bit of classic horror, swampy stuff, definitely worth a pick up. Um, three hundred issues was uh, yeah. was Constantine Vertigo. I wasn't sure if it was three hundred three fifty. Now there's a book that I could do an entire podcast on, but uh, there is going to be Why the Last Man released in omnibus form. Now I'm not convinced that this is going to be the best way to collect this story because any omnibus or book binding that has 1,440 pages I think is going to fall apart in the long run yeah. it is a $150 book but you got to think you're getting 60 issues for that so you're essentially talking just over £2 an issue for the greatest comic story in my opinion ever written yeah um, so but I'm not convinced with the binding of that I'll, I'd be curious to Did see they, have they already done um, see like I, a... I have the absolute editions but there's three of those so they yeah. cut down into 20 issues at a time and oh, that's okay, fine yeah. but like if you just look behind me right now there, there's the three absolutes now imagine that as one on oh those, yeah the big bird you know it's you know obviously you would take a little bit off for the you know the cardboard exteriors and stuff but I'm just not convinced that anything that big bound although Keith does have bones sitting on the table which is 1,300 pages and thereabouts it looks well worn and yeah. it's definitely been read and uh, Ronnie's been ironed up to take it home tonight <laughs> <laughs> snuggle up to him bed too much to read just snuggle up to him on bed yeah. beating that dead horse uh, Mr. Miracle's getting a hardcover well yeah they're doing hardcovers for two of these it's interesting because mm-hmm. usually when it comes to DC and Marvel they release hardcovers first and then they release trade paperbacks yeah but they've done it the other way around this time because White Knight and Mr. White Miracle Knight. are both out in trade White Knight's out in hardcover now and it's, White Knight's great White Knight's fantastic White Knight was fantastic Mr. Miracle's alright Halfway so why is White Knight not black label then? But Mister Miracle is. is. It's just their. It's both covers. It's oh right, okay. I have a couple of other pages, um, but they're both. Yeah, yeah, coming soon on a future podcast will be a very interesting, detailed, passion-filled discussion. Mister Miracle. Miracle. <laughs> coming um, soon, we promise. Yeah. That does it for DC. Bar some nice Frank Miller statue. Yeah, there's a couple mm. of really nice statues in there as well. So Red Death one's rather nice. Very nice. I kept meaning to get that Nightwing one, but it seems to have disappeared. I'm sure oh. I'll find it again somewhere. Disappeared in the night. Is that the one where he's spinning the battle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah look good. Some of them might have pre-ordered, though. 
Yeah. Someone might have pre-ordered that. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't come out the uh, July. I think. It's an early solicit. Oh, okay. That's um, that's DC. DC. That is DC. June 2019. Which brings us on to indie. Yeah, will I give this a go? You've been very quiet up until now, Roddy. Yeah, he's oh, been saving himself. Like yeah, everybody's picked step. Well, don't worry, don't worry. Here we go. Just you wait till we hit those Scout comics and uh, vaults <laughs> uh, and. You give me cheeks on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you give me cheeks on. <laughs> but anyway, so this is your. I think this has been about the third or fourth reminder that Free Comic Book Day is the first Saturday of May. Fourth of May. Yep. Which the yep. lovely gentleman to my left has graciously. How are you? Has graciously uh, agreed to mind the store because I will be away attending a wedding over in England. <laughs> yeah, okay, funny. So Broda reminded me about that two weeks ago. She was like, "Yeah, you can't do something. You're minding the store." I was like, "Oh, I saw." Oh, <laughs> Just imagine I phone you like halfway and everything okay, and all I hear is, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're fine. Well, let's crack himself. Just reading, reading his uh, pull list. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've, ordered, I've ordered a lot of the free comic book day stuff. So this year we're going to have some of the newer titles as well as a selection of the older titles from the last few years. Some, so uh, some new titles. Cool. There'll be, there'll yeah, be plenty, know. plenty of giveaways. A lot of good looking stuff. Um, Keep an eye on social media for the next few weeks. We'll be posting nice, some uh, bits and pieces about nice free comic book class. issue. There is a nice yeah, deadly class I think, issue. I think everyone's eyeing up that deadly class one. Um, don't know if there's anything else. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Welcome to the Weedinverse. Weedinverse. Buffy Firefly. You're going to get your first Guess. taste of Spider-Man, the event that's going to be coming up. Everyone's a target. It's going to yes. be the first oh, taste of yeah, it. Yeah. It's through. Some Avengers goodness there. Free comic book day. Key issues as well. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of good stuff to keep an eye for. As I say, keep an eye on the social media page. We'll, we'll probably showcase a few more of these over the next first. Uh, Oh, that's a gem of the month. Well, next little mind. One. Yeah, a lot of gems going on. Yeah. I have to say, this might be one of the, the thinnest months for Image in a long time. Yeah. You think so? There's loads of good that. trades. Um, there's loads of great collections of stuff we've talked about a lot. The um, the big, the main ones haven't really grasped me, but I know Vicky was looking forward to one of them. But, um, Sonato? Yeah, the first first one that's got a big spotlight is Thumbs number one. What's the crack with five. it? I don't really know. Guess it's well, that's thumbs. the thing. The first thing I thought when I saw the cover was Guard with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, see that? Um, so imagine someone like, say, Mark Zuckerberg created his own army of tech-obsessed teens and directed them to take on the government. What would the fallout be? Karen, you would be interested in this. This is actually uh, pitched as Social Network Meets. Blade Runner. Oh, really? Oh, speaking speaking of Blade Runner, can we, can we talk about the other cover of previews? <laughs> Just yeah, do you want to go into it now? I don't know. Until we get to it, let's do it. Yeah, let's. I think Kieran will be crying at some yeah, point yeah, soon. Yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 wait. Let's hold on. Okay. Let's hold on. No, it's uh, they decided to. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. But Kieran yeah, will we'll get to it. Kieran will shed a few tears, I'm sure. <laughs> But um, so one of the first ones, um, I think Vicky, it's one of her picks. Um, it's Sonata number one. So it's another another month, another. Well, one thing we should say is while like DC Marvel had a lot of continuing titles, mm -hmm. their image will always seemingly have a number one. They tend towards six issue runs. Yeah. yeah, well that's you're it, always going to get like something interesting to jump yeah. on, right? And that sound is somebody pouring a beer. 
it's not even it's yeah. coke oh right oh yeah um, but yeah Sonata it, to me when I read the synopsis I didn't really think it grabbed my attention but when but I looked the at the art yeah. I was like oh my goodness I think that could be the one for me but um, yeah so if you want to know a bit more about it um, so all new series from David Hine who's done Bulletproof Coffin and Brian Harberlin who's done Witchblade and also Gerard Van Dyke done Spawn Medieval Spawn and Witchblade uh, two cultures clash on a planet they each believe is a promised land the Rands are a peace loving people but the Tyans are a race of warriors who seek to colonize and control the mysterious sleeping giants also call this place home though no one no one knows if they're monsters or gods of legend and amidst all this a young woman named Sonata is willing to break all the rules to find her place in this world and she's not about to let sleeping gods lie that's so an allegory yeah, for um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I'm <laughs> gonna say something controversial. Um, but yeah, like um, if you get a chance, look at the art because the art is absolutely stunning stuff. Um, but yeah, I wasn't wasn't exactly blown away by it. Yeah, well, I was the same as soon as I saw the art. It was like, oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Whereas other stuff like um, like a few months prior, there was Little Bird, which I thought was yeah. absolutely stunning. Um, and it just just one of the series that grabbed me. But um. Moving along, we have Spawn 298. I don't know if anybody it's ever been reads going that. forever. Wicked in the Vine, that's coming. It's interesting with Spawn. It's approaching 300. Oh, that's the series, the series finale of the Wicked in the Divine. Yeah. By our buddy Kieran Gillen. Just going back there quickly to Spawn. I mean, it's not something I personally read, but any indie comic to reach 300 is impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely um, I did see a little photo of Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo sitting side by side. Working on a secret project. Everyone thinks the cover for three hundred. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, just you mentioned the Wicked in the Vine there. That's a series I'm going to go back and read, simply because of how good Die's been, and it's Karen Gillan, and it's music, and it's gods, and it was one that I get into at the start, and then I just I lost track of it. I think it was during the move from Cambridge back home, and I just sort of fell by the wayside, but. There are some beautiful deluxe oversized editions for it, similar to the Deadly Class and the Saga ones, so I think I'm going to get that. and That'll be a project once yeah. I get through my 300 other trip paperbacks the, um, sitting upstairs. There's 50 issues of, uh, 50,000 issues of Hellblazer. I love, um, the, there's a really nice bit in the blurb where it's just like, thanks for reading, we'll miss you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Moving on, a few trade paperbacks that might pique your interest. Hardcore, I think you have been I'm reading I'm not reading it myself. No. There are a couple of regulars who are reading it and they've been having a good time. It's an Andy Diggle yeah, story. Wrong with Andy Diggle. Oh, that's um, the one where they can they can jump into different bodies, isn't it? Yeah, it was mm. the story elements, I think, were actually by Kirkman. Mark Silvestri and Kirkman. So they had the genesis of the idea and then Andy Diggle ended up writing. Nice. Um, so we got there's heavy liquid as well, which is something I've never really read. I think it's an it's older. Old. Yeah, it's an older Pope story, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Um, Murder yeah, Falcon. Murder Falcon. I think no, a lot of people talking. probably gonna pick that one up. Murder Falcon is brilliant. I've I've been collecting the singles of it, so I have. It's basically about a guy who can summon this falcon through and murders people through shredding his guitar and. 
it's a good thing he can do it because just at this point his world is being invaded by monsters and he uses the murder falcon to defend his world cool. and the more he shreds his guitar and the heavier the riffs the more violent the Cars. falcon is it's so it's totally stupid but totally charming and fun um, um how many issues should say that's that's one day it collects the that's, i think that's gonna be the whole so thing good value, like, yeah. oh so it's i think it's just a one it. and done series but it's Tremendous fun. It's it's something like shirtless bear fighter. You yeah. know, it, it does what it says in the tin. Always forget about shirtless bear fighter until you hear about it again. It's great, folks. So it is. Yeah. Uh, that one's one worth mentioning. There, reborn. So reborn has only ever been released as a hardcover before. Uh, this is going to be a trade paperback of it, so uh, you know, slightly more cost-effective option. Mark Miller story. Mark Miller, Greg Capullo. Oh, um, okay. Wonderful story. It's all about the afterlife. So who you are in the afterlife is dependent on how you lived your normal life mm-hmm. so the story begins where this nurse dies who's always been kind to people and always lived a great life and she then goes into this um, afterlife which is very fantasy based but she's like the chosen one for this world because of how good a person she was in the previous she's one. like a young young princess or something yeah, yeah. Um, really great book it was just six issues in total um, Capullo's art style and it's brilliant um, he has said that was the book that loosened him up for metal, you know, and some of the more fantastical oh, okay. elements. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great read. So it is. I would be very surprised if that's not turned into a movie at some point. It's got the scale of something like Lord of the Rings. Like it's it's very very good. Um, That'd be Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it was written just before. Netflix. Did you know the Shaggy the Binder Hunter has a big Netflix tag no, in the back? Oh yes. Yeah. That, 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 I think they all do, don't. Yeah, probably. Don't they know? Yeah. Um, Soon, yeah. Um, criminal, criminal number five there. Been great. What's this um, Black Monday Murders? Anybody know about that? Or? Black Monday Murders is based around the idea of money is the evil that makes the world go round. That's so, what Jonathan Hickman's been doing. It's a good book, that. You it? like that? It's very world building. There's the first couple of issues of it. It wasn't just traditional comic art. There would be like, you know, reports or investigations into these families, which would then be reduced and you know, the oh, wow, parts okay. of um blacked out and stuff like that good book Black Monday Murders so it is um, and really good art on it who's the guy Tom Coker really good art style as well interesting yeah I'd recommend that first trade's really thick because it has loads of world building matter you know the way you say you love that stuff on Lazarus says and a, so forth says he each issue 64 pages is it that's because of the amount of back matter and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah back matter nice I know you love a wee bit of world building Lazarus style back matter <laughs> Yeah. So moving on, still an image. Farmhand. Farmhand. If you're not on that, jump on it. That makes me sad in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah. Seeing seeing the wee off six in brackets is very disheartening. Running for hits. Thought it was thought it was going to last forever. Yeah. Didn't realize it was only going to be six issues. Um, Obviously, with it being Jeff Rogvey, he has so many stories from you know the music industry. I just assumed it was going to be longer. Unless it's a case of a volume one, maybe a volume two. Yeah, we'll maybe, see. maybe, maybe. We'll see how, how, how Martin Mills finishes the. Oh, this is true. The, the story. <laughs> this is true. Let's see where Brian Slade ends up. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm not going to read the blurb just in case. Um, what do you, what do you call there. the band? Oh, God. It escapes me, I have to say. Um, I see you're just pointing out just to change the subjects I can't remember the name of the band <laughs> uh, pointed out you were talking about Little Bird I haven't oh, read yes. the first issue and it is on my pile it wasn't what I expected it to be at all but it's absolutely fantastic oh is it? yeah Okay. I 
opposite on the opposite page is one of your guys' recommendations in Middle West. Yeah, yeah. Tree Five, yeah. But uh, Little Middle Birds so, yeah, just um, in Bertram's art is just lovely, but it's oh, also yeah. absolutely gruesome at the same time. Oh wow, okay. It's really really good. Um, yeah, like I would definitely pick it up when. If it's an issue four now, I definitely recommend the trade. Um, yeah, it says there it's going to be five issues in total. So, so Living yeah, Song's Song. going really strong. They've just uh, yeah, second, well, second trade just released. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm a trade reader for that one. So uh, he's not scared to change things up on that either. Yeah. And then There's another Mark Miller series coming to them. Prodigy. Again, I think Miller's at the strongest when he does six issue miniseries. And I'm still reading. There's Port of Earth number eleven, still very That's good. That's been picked up for a TV show. Really? Oh, it'll make it'll make a good TV show. Yeah. But um, I read it's something very different actually. The gist um, of it? Yeah. Um, basically, it's a port on Earth. Oh right. Yeah. Kind of like a galactic <laughs> port. Yeah. Um. So basically, aliens came to Earth and. It, Earth has been turned into a gigantic trading port, but um, the port is basically where all the crime on Earth happens, uh-huh. and chaos ensues basically because there's it's quite a lot. Reminds me of District Nine a wee bit. There's oh, a yeah. lot of um, there's a lot of um, racial politics with different alien factions and people wanting to get out into Earth instead of being uh-huh. stuck in the port. Right. Um, okay. It's very good. Okay. Very very all good. Right. Series. Sounds, really good. Sounds very good. Is that ongoing? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Section Zero, I picked up the first issue of. Yeah, myself um, as well. Haven't delved in just yet. And Shaggy I picked up the first two issues of Shaggy the Bounty Hunter after our last podcast. That is great. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant first five pages. Yeah. Walking Dead. Walking Dead still going strong. <laughs> Latest issue, that was great. End of story that. arc. End of story arc. And uh, as well, I mean, we've been loving Walking Dead. I think it's just worth a very quick discussion, but we've been loving Walking Dead comic for a long long time but the show had dipped a lot mm-hmm. recently it's, it's it has been pretty yeah. fantastic very, very what is uh, it season 9 it just fit, season 9 just finished and yeah. you know we don't want to throw out obviously massive spoilers just because people haven't seen it but the it's last few involved. episodes very especially involved. big oh. events from the comic yeah uh, it's been all tears and snotters for me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah Keith put into our group chat and obviously just watched just like Jesus <laughs> that still pull, pulls at the heartstrings yeah oh whenever whenever as we said whenever it hits it hits hard like yeah no, no that's, that's the, that issue that, that this current arc in Walking Dead both TV show and poor Rick Grimes yeah, and the comic at the moment is all I can say. I would never spoil because again, this is one that Keith trade reads. Um, but the current arc is very good, so it is very very good. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, cursory mention for Skyward for me just there, number fourteen. I think um, you just got the second trade of it. Oh, very good. Um, I don't think that's that's. Uh, I think the next one's the end of that arc. Um, there's a Murder Falcon t-shirt <laughs> which looked great that it looks amazing it's I want to read Murder Falcon just to put that t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Murder Falcon Murder Falcon so uh, a dude last Sounds night at like a gig was that wearing a wearing a Wild Stallions t-shirt Oh, on, on, on the back of the tour dates oh, <laughs> you know like well, oh, AD AD and yeah. BC <laughs> Uh, brings us to an end of image yeah we're done with image just the way you were mentioning about DC and their um trying to capture younger readers Dark Horse seemingly have a lot of Disney number ones now so yeah. we got Fro- like the art looks gorgeous on them but um, there's Frozen the what, what is within. going on there so 
Obviously, Disney owns Marvel. Yeah, but, but Disney is a frozen property, but Dark Horse is publishing the comic book. Well, it's similar to IDW and these Marvel action titles they're doing at the moment: Spider-Man, Black Panther, Kid Avengers. Friendly. Yeah, they seem to be outsourcing them to other companies, or at least you know co-partnership of some kind. And so they're so. keeping. They're trying to keep Marvel sort of a wee bit more. Keep it for their yeah, main yeah. canon, so yeah, to speak. Exactly. You know? Um But there's new things got a new. Well, yeah, this is one that hasn't launched just yet. We mentioned in our sisters. Yeah, we mentioned it on our previous one, Stranger Things Six. It's going to be a four-issue miniseries, um, which is going to be a prequel, mm-hmm. which looks interesting. So it's going to be an issue two by June. But is Six the one that was in the episode in season two? She was the main one when um, Eleven went down on the road. Yeah, she, she was, was the main she one she bonded with. On Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I think that should be very good. Um, Black Hammer. That's Jeff Lemire. Trade. Yeah, keep meaning to get into that. I've got two trades I could lend you. They're very, very good. That'd be a really um, good way to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would help. It all like it seems like everything. So if you learn one thing yeah. from our podcast, we trades are a good way to get yeah. into things. We will lend you everything we have. Um, it got picked up for a TV show or something or a movie recently. Like I'm sure everything's getting picked up. Um, it should American be said Gods, actually at this, TV show. Yeah. It should be said at this point actually that this is something we maybe don't talk about a lot, but. You know, anytime we recommend stuff in podcasts, it's never just like go out and buy this. Like with Roddy, I've lent him Black Sad. He lent me at the Mountains of Madness. Keith lent me Marvels. I gave him Court of Isles. You know, it's <laughs> the, the, the great thing about the comic community is everybody has a little bit of something different. So, you know, I've still got your Court of Isles. Yeah. I know you do. I, I haven't touched it yet. See that gap over there? It's killing me. It's massive. Um, but no, this is the thing. I mean, everyone has such, you know, different collections and different tastes. We're never always just saying, like, go out and buy this, buy this, buy this. You know, chat to your mates, see what you haven't read that they've got. Because, yep. you know, we'll always go back to it as an example. But Marvels, I mean, I'd never heard of. And mm-hmm. now, one of the best things I've ever read. Don't so. forget that classic that I loaned you when I first met. Xenozoic Tales. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, check with your mates what they've got and see what gaps there are in your reading. And, you know... Go back to that golden era of when you were a kid and you used to trade everything we were made. <laughs> it's all about education. Um, well, segue for you there. <laughs> yeah, um, girl Star in Starcourse, not the anime. What? <laughs> girl in the Bay trade paperback, which is fantastic. Is your you know what's interesting about Girl in the Bay? So I, I showed Karen and Jared your uh, the little video I sent you to about your comics, and see when Girl in the Bay came up, Jared just went. Roddy, you read some shite. <laughs> what? See, the thing is, Garden of is brilliant. <laughs> you have to understand, Jared's favourite artist is Frank Miller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I used to like Jared. <laughs> this is a good one, though, to recommend. I would throw yeah, out there. Um, for two reasons, yeah. One is Archie versus Predator is the stupidest concept in the world, but that is a brilliant book. Um, I have the single issues of it. Alex DeCampi writes it. Um, just a really fun book, but they also announced recently Archie vs. Predator 2. So uh, that'd be obviously it's a way of catching up. Fantastic cover. The Predator in the Archie style is yeah. magnificent. <laughs> and the thing is, it's a pretty gruesome book, but the art style is very similar to that the whole way through it. Yeah. But it's not like really dark the way Afterlife with Archie is or Sabrina is. It's still very lighthearted, but there are gory moments in it. But not that's a great book. I was laughing the whole way through it. Very, very good. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, Aliens, Aliens Resistance Trade Paperback. Very much recommend that. Great series. Have you finished Alien yeah. 3 yet? 
No, uh, the finales in my massive yep, interested pile. to chat to you about massive uh, pile. Today. Um, yeah, there's yeah, not much going on here. Joe got him yeah. every time I like three previews ago. What's that? And then realize that it's like been going for years and go, nah. He's, uh, <laughs> we can back trace things for the Hellboy, isn't he? Is he? I think. <laughs> I think. Possibly. I don't know. Um, yeah, there is. And there again, Disney retelling of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs but published through Dark Horse yeah. in the classic Disney style yeah it looks it looks beautiful like yeah, it um, does, yeah. so yeah there's a lot of sort of Disney stuff Toy Story Winnie the Pooh Incredibles and then we've got I think we're into the Dark Horse manga section um, yep do 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 so that's the end of Dark Horse we're into IDW now Usagi Ojimbo Coming back in colour, no less. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brand new, number mm. one. Brand new, not like reprints of the old ones? No, brand new. Boy, that's brand new. It is brand new. The Rabbit Ronin. Yeah, yeah not something I've ever really got into, it. but. Never heard of it. Yeah, it, well, I would say it's a good jumping on point if you like that sort of thing. Want to follow mm-hmm. him again? Um, what? Now we're talking. Yes. Yeah. Now I'll we're let, talking. Uh, pass it over to Alan as he was looking to talk about. Yeah, this I one. mean, one of the great things I love about comics is is crossovers that are slightly ridiculous. They're things you'll never see in a TV show or a movie. You know, franchises that you love, um, but comics there just seems to be no boundaries to it. You can cross over whatever you want. So. This is one that's being launched uh, in June, and this is Transformers Ghostbusters. Uh, from reading the uh, blurb on it, there is a brand new Transformer called Ectotron. Now, that is clearly a Transformer Ecto-1. I'm sold on that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, just looks like a lot of fun. It's interesting they've got a preview of the five connecting covers at the bottom, but they've blacked something out, saying top secret. Is, it, is <laughs> this cover, is this the cover A's, or is this variant? They're variants, they're, they're connecting the variants cover there. variants. Okay. Well, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, Transformers, it's Ghostbusters, Ghost of Cybertron Part 1, Prime gets slimed. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. It's funny, because they announced uh, the toy first, what? and then about a week, yeah, the Ecto-1 transforming robot thing. It's and then me about so much money. About uh, two weeks later, they were like, oh yeah, we're doing this. I need these. Yeah, well, this is going to be a five-issue mini-series, so again, it's just... Alan, put a list, please. Oh, <laughs> actually, hold on. That's cover B, that one. So the, those might be the main ones. Crazy. Yeah, I'll be one to look forward oh, to. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Transformers. Transformers. Oh, second already... issue was fantastic. Sorry, Keith. Yeah, I haven't read, read it yet. <laughs> the first one was fantastic. The first one was fantastic. The second one. This is why I've been was quiet fantastic. Because well. someone will ask me if you read that yet. Um, Samurai Jack has a comic. Yeah, I did not know. I think we talked about it in the last one. Didn't Probably we? did. I don't listen. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Transformer. Uh, so it's already up to seven and eight in this one. So it's going very strong. It's going great guns. Yeah. Um, there's GI Joe. The real American Sonic. hero. Sonic. Dick Tracy, Clue. See, there's a new Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah, live action. Not so sure about Looks that. terrible. No thanks. Is that not the one that has Jim Carrey as Doctor Obama? Probably. I think that'd be pretty good. Huge conflict. Keith, you reading that already? Maybe. Mm, no, but I'm looking forward to the trade coming the out, so I can. Right? Yeah. You're reading Year Five, aren't you? Or are you looking forward to the trade again? Uh, I was maybe gonna throw down for Year Five. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. 
And there's one for the wrestling fans. We got a double page. There's glow. That one on the right looks pretty so awesome. Glow's actually, glow's the one about the female wrestlers. Yeah, glamorous yep. ladies of wrestling. Uh, I was looking at that. Uh, Jim Cornette presents behind the curtain real pro wrestling stories. It's a wee bit like gunning for hits music thriller or yeah. you know what I mean I guess yeah actually yeah so he be. he's a real person Jim Cornette. no I don't know but uh, you know what I mean that's that same sort of concept of... oh well writer, writer Jim Cornette oh he's there you are alright okay but yeah it deals with a lot of sort of classic era wrestlers um, that are described in the blurb oh uh, featuring appearances by Ric Flair Jerry Lawler Andy Kaufman Sputnik Monroe The Sheik Junkyard Dog Fabulous Freebirds uh-huh. Midnight Express Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels <coughs> yeah I think it's a, that could be really interesting yeah it's like an oversized one I think it might even be a graphic novel or maybe it's just an 80 yeah, size 80 page or score book DPB yeah <laughs> check the dimension square, square book. <laughs> that would probably be a good uh, um <clears throat> what do you call that Batman one Batman Dan yeah and then you could build a ring out of it mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't wait to right, see I'm your next Kickstarter on. campaign <laughs> yeah. it's a book that turns into a wrestling ring yeah please give me all your money that's where Smoke Light Fire comes in it yeah um, this is yeah moving on this is one that I was kind of interested in when I was flicking okay. through previews certified cool certified cool indeed uh, Canto number one uh, by David M. Booher and Drew it's, Zucker it's not Pokemon Canto region no oh no no Canto is with a K isn't it in Pokemon maybe yeah. I'm not Japanese nerd <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about comics yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah Kanto's adventure begins enslaved for generations his people once had hearts now they have clocks when slavers damage a little tin girl's clock beyond repair Kanto must brave a strange and fantastic world to bring back her heart can he overcome the dangers that await to save the ones he loves so sounds a bit Wizard of Oz or something yeah. it? glad you mentioned no, that I was cause... thinking what was that movie uh, nine there was a movie it was just like a one number it was a letter or something yeah it was nine yeah. something like that yeah um, I was the movie was in, yeah. in the blurb it says Wizard of Oz meets Dante's Inferno oh right okay. so, <laughs> fair enough that, uh, it sounds class um, the art looks incredible um, just looks like a cool wee robot robot knight guy um, yeah, I think there's belt. something Dark Souls-y about it I don't know if anyone likes Dark Souls but yeah but like a cutesy as if Scotty Young has done Dark Souls <laughs> um, but yeah that looks really good Um there's more turtle stuff if you're into that um, I mentioned Narcos on the last one I'm looking forward to getting number one uh, IDW Star Wars Corner uh, My Little Pony Corner and then more Disney Disney, Disney are just outsourcing everybody <laughs> it's, yeah it's really weird let's really, be honest really in about two years time Disney will probably own IDW and Dark Horse anyway oh yeah Probably already there. And then, um, <laughs> he owns ADW. Fox. I kind of wanted to talk to this one about, it's called A Letter to Joe. It follows on, I can't remember the one that we were talking about the last time. It was another war book. Sorry. Uh, graphic Six novel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And this one seems to be quite similar. Um, it's written by Joseph Siraki and the art, cover artist and artist is Kelly Williams. So as Leonard fights on the front lines of World War II, memories of Josephine and home help to keep him alive. As Josephine contends with life, family, and work in Cleveland, letters from Leonard's sustainer. 
but official censorship forces him to leave out as much of the significant action as he sees. Finally, with the war coming to an end, Leon is able to tell his full story in a quietly beautiful letter to Josephine. Leonard writes of the loneliness he felt, the camaraderie he experienced, and the terrible violence he witnessed. And it's actually based on... Uh, this is Joseph is the grandson of Leonard and Josephine. So he's carefully researched it all about the battles that he's gone through. Um, so it looks like it looks class. It looks like a great. There's a lot of great war story stuff coming out um, with Sarah, like you said, and that other one. Um, I think I'll be definitely picking this up. Um, a tender love story and a harrowing battlefield memoir. So it's cool. Um, cool. The comics you can do that too. They can be Transformers versus Ghostbusters, but they can also be this. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess we shall move on. Black Crown stuff, not really into that. Um, I think we're done with IDW. There's some board games. Marvel. Sounded very bored when you said that. No. <laughs> Um, Did anybody f- read Dynamite stuff? No. Yeah. There's a few wee bits and pieces. <laughs> few bits and pieces. The James Bond titles. There's a few guys read them. Um, James Bond Project Superpower Store stuff's always good. There's James Bond Origin as well. What's the Kieran Gillen one you like? That's Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. It's it Dynamite. It's very good. Yeah, it's uh, three issues in at the moment. I'm not sure how long it's going to run for. That's the character on which. Um, as Mandy is based. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? And then. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy the Lone Ranger stuff. Um, the so the Lone Ranger book has just uh, finished. Uh, it was five issues, and they've now treated it as Lone Ranger, uh, the Deathsmith Cattle War, or the Devil's Rope. And the Devil's mm-hmm. Rope refers to um, barbed wire. Barbed wire. Yeah, and that was kind of the that was kind of the gist of the the gist of the story. Um, it's 1883 and barbed wire has been invented and it's creating havoc across the, the Texas panhandle which is the, the territory of the Lone Ranger um, there's like a, it's all corrupt state senators and, uh, and ranch owners uh, so the state senators conspiring with these dirty ranchers to make the land uh, you know so you can't cross it because of this barbed wire and mm-hmm. stealing land using barbed wire and you know so it's not you can't the the rangers open rangers can't get across it and the native tribes can't get across it and they're passing new laws so that you know their people can kill anybody can shoot anybody who's caught in the barbed wire because clearly if they're caught in it they're you know they're they're bad people um or anybody who's caught cutting the wire you know mm-hmm. um so good people are getting hurt and the lone ranger you know must take action um but as it says to truly stop this rampant villainy he'll need to go all the way to the top and rely on an, rely on an old friend for help mm, if you remember who could that be who could that be indeed um, but yeah it was it was really enjoyable by Mark Russell who uh, wrote The Flintstones um, Bob Q who, uh, who was the artist on Green Hornet 66 meets the spirit so it's uh, people know what they're doing there's lovely John Cassidy covers well so yeah. yeah, very good. Looks looks really cool. Yeah, the Lone Ranger yeah. stuff, but Dynamite is kind of cool. That's the thing about Dynamite is they have some really cool properties. But no Disney. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well. Boom. This one. Studios. I think, um, I haven't been reading it, but, well, actually, we'll get to this first. So, Buffy. 
Buffy's been great. First three issues have been fantastic. Really good. Really enjoyable. Not reading it. Do you know I've never watched uh, the TV show? Yes, someone else. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, me. thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Although, I, I have seen, so much grief that I have I seen Firefly and I love it. Firefly's yeah, the book's oh, really good. Never yeah, really I haven't watched Firefly. <laughs> you haven't? You just need to sort your shit out. Yeah. You go home and read Absolute Court of Owls. I'll watch Firefly. All right, okay. Well, uh, Firefly's only what? It's not a big episode. Yeah, it's 12 or 13 episodes. Court of Owls is only what? Like 12 issues? Is it? That it book is, seems yeah. bigger. No, it's, it's only 12 issues. All right, okay. There you go. It's just big jokes, print. Jokes on both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, read, I've read and watched both. <laughs> I did buy the first season of Buffy, so I am going to watch it. But yeah. I just, I just I'll watch never, Firefly first. Yeah, you yeah. should probably watch yeah. Firefly first. I probably should just because it's yeah. self-contained. The, the weird thing is I've seen Serenity and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I've re- been reading the Firefly comic and I'm enjoying it. Right. I just haven't went back and watched watch Firefly. Um, I'd always kind of considered getting into the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers book. Well, that is a, apparently a perfect jumping on point. It's number 40. Oh, really? First appearance of White Ranger. Yeah, it's, um, they had a big event to... Like shattered Grid recently. Yeah, that's the one with the Green Ranger showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I... The I, Green I, Ranger is the White Ranger, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the Green yeah. Ranger. So became the White Ranger. must have got the White Ranger suit somehow. But they the might covers, yeah, I guess. Morphed in the Ranger. The covers are absolutely fantastic. You gotta, you gotta go look at them. My, my hope uh, was always that the book would be a wee bit grittier than, yeah, any of the TV shows would be. Yeah. Ever seen the uh, like the fan? Oh, the fan trailer, yeah, that, yeah, with uh, Starbuck from, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, it's hard to hard to tell by the um the mm. preview art. Yeah, it could, it could go either way. It could be sort of. I don't know the same I would say maybe takes itself a bit more seriously expanding the horizons of what a Power Ranger story arc can be oh there you Ooh. go yeah but yeah um, there you go you can pick up the Shadow Grid soft cover because uh, yeah, I think that was their was it 25th anniversary event movie I think that's what Shadow Grid was it was to celebrate 25 years of the Power Rangers I think you might be right actually mm. yeah We are in the boom sort of We're sphere boom here. Don't know if I see much. That joyride's mm-hmm. very good. I've read that. It's. I, I always thought it was going to be like the next saga, but it never seemed to catch the same light. The saga, but it's a really good story. It reminds you of something like Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. Good, cool. Good stuff. I'm interested in that Abbott. It's by Saladin Ahmed and Sami Kavella did a Beautiful Canvas, which is a good Black Mass series. Saladin Ahmed's on something at the minute. Marvel, yeah. something. Is it not? It's not Miles Morales. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. I think so too. Yeah, he's a great, great writer. I'd highly recommend his book as well. Um, That's another one, actually. Sorry, just very quickly. I read the first issue of Ronan Island. Very, very good. Second issue's out this week, so it is. Mm. It's about two competing young Ronins who, and it's going to be who's going to be the new master of the island. But just as they're competing, um, they have like this final trial to see who's going to take over. Mm-hmm. The island is being attacked by pirates. It's very got a very mm. anime vibe to it. Um, Greg Pak writing that. Um, beautiful, beautiful art. It's an artist I'm not too familiar with, I have to say. Um, good luck pronouncing that surname. Melonogayanus. Exactly what you said. Uh, But yeah, issue two of that's out next week, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. That First issue was very good. So it was. 
I mean, it's got a re- it's got a wee bit of a Naruto-ish vibe to it, which is probably why I like it. But it's only got to be a wee five issue miniseries, but good first issue. And then I've reached another one which I absolutely love, but uh, I haven't I read. Keith wanted to um, have a wee chat. Yeah, I can't remember. It was the hardcover or something that you were talking about, but I think this is the original story. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, How Santa Claus. Klaus. How Santa Claus began and. From what I understand, it's Grant Morrison, yeah. uh, and from what I understand, is it's it's the origin of Santa Claus represented as almost a superhero story. Yeah, yeah, um, and it is fantastic. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I, bag that. I absolutely adore this book. Um, I really wanted there was, I don't know if it's even in print still, but there used to be a hardcover, mm-hmm. and it used to have like the the gold pages right oh you know, gold, yeah uh, gold leaf yeah uh-huh. it was absolutely gorgeous um, um but dan moore is one of my favorite artists too and um it's probably i would say it's actually one of the more straight grant mm-hmm. morrison stories well there there's you go not, that's what i'm after there's actually there's like a wee bit of trippiness and all but um it's really 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 heartfelt story um yeah that's very like perfect medieval times and he's like a, yeah, a trapper and, um yeah like norway or yeah yeah somewhere up on the coast um siberia and like i think he uses a lot of viking kind of lore and all yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. yeah just um, kind of i really love that that i that sort of idea the idea of reimagining i yeah. guess these things that's just talking about power rangers reimagined as a more gritty you know uh i suppose you know, it all so. comes from like the legend as well it has um yeah krampus in it too yeah uh-huh. so those things are kind of kind of groovy but so. yeah yeah it is quite groovy. Grant Morrison, you would describe as groovy, wouldn't you? Yeah. He's a groovy man. <laughs> but yeah, um, it collects issue one to seven, right? But I think there is a couple of Christmas specials too, so I'd be on the lookout for those. So three one-shots were subsequently issued. Klaus and the Winter Witch, and Klaus a, and the Crisis in Christmasville, and Klaus and the Crying Snowman. Yeah. The last three Decembers. Mm-hmm. 16, 17 and 2018 almost like yeah. they realise Christmas times time yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well it's also released in August so uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe they could have waited but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah when they do that the thing is coming out in June and the end of August yeah. celebrate Christmas all year round bad humbug it's really hot <laughs> Well, what, what did you say earlier it's Saturday it's Saturday everywhere in, in the world no he started talking about how time is relative and uh, it's Saturday every day uh, I see right well, yeah so this is during the summer in Australia so, so we're winter is moving <laughs> into the random territory here <laughs> yeah so we're into sort of the, re- the best of the rest um, if you see anything shout or else I'm just going to move on to the end. And keep swinging after show. Uh, Killer Dark Red. So Dark Red is a Tim C. vampire book. I read the mm. first issue that last that. week. First uh, issue of Dark yeah. Red was quite good. Yeah. Um, despite this vampire, he was working in a convenience store just to like maintain his identity, but he can only work certain shifts so that obviously not when the sun's coming up. And um, he lives with this girl who he feeds off. She keeps giving him blood because she's some sort of eternal. Yeah, it's a pretty good wee first issue but just mentioned there I see below there Killer Groove um, yeah. the artist on that Owen Marin mm-hmm. he put out a tweet the other day asking if any retailers would like an advanced preview I actually have the PDF of the first issue of that ready oh, to read because I know that's one yeah. that Rod had recommended yeah. a couple of months ago 
Um, so yeah, it'll be on issue two by June. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to reading that. The, that, the yeah. feedback looks very good on it so far. Is that an ongoing? I think it's a mini series. I think after shock, oh, don't, I don't think after shock will really reach the point that they can have ongoings. Okay, all their series tend to be twelve issues maximum, apart from animosity. And a walk. Well, walk through hell. <laughs> la la la. Uh, Goon, that was a great first issue. There's another wrestling one, Ahoy from Ahoy Comics, Steel, Steel Cage. Cage number one. Really, wrestling comics are the way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just looking at Albatross there, that first uh, issue of The Goon was the very, Goon. very good. Just relaunched recently. I think issue two is next week. Scotty uncovered it. Thing is, I collect, um, and I will get that cover because they do these cardstock covers, uh, which are like a little bit more <laughs> premium, but it's a different A-level artist every month I know Alex Ross is doing one to come out as well um, then we're about to hit the boundless section which usually revert means just keep going Avatar then boundless it's just <laughs> watch your watch this yeah two <clears throat> two publishing houses I wouldn't say there's a lot of uh, well, a lot of love before for. we get to boundless though we're gonna jump into Black Mask for a wee second uh, so Space Riders is one of my absolute off-time favorite comics. So much fun. Um, look at the art. Is that not absolutely fucking amazing? Like, so we Ted Kirby ask here. Yeah. Um, it's just. Can we just take a moment to that Roddy just swore? Yeah. I don't think he has ever sworn on this podcast before. Yeah. This must Have be good. Uh, this yeah, must yeah, be yeah. good. Basically, <laughs> pick it up. It's absolutely fantastic. How long has um, it been so far? It's only it was only ever like a mini series, um, just single trade so yeah. far. Um, it reminded me of this thing we talked about Godland as well um, mm-hmm. from Image, but um, yeah, it's just Jack Kirby. Um, it's about basically um, a group of space warriors and they go into space hunting things, and it's all about it's just the humor is so funny, and there's talking chimp, so you might like it, Kira. <laughs> you might not like it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Crossover definitely. coming just, soon. Space Riders meet the Justice League Dark. You gotta, um, you gotta get on that because it's just, it's kind of the same thing you would say about Murder Falcon. Just ridiculous romp yeah. in space. Um, um, Black Mask. Haven't really seen them do much in a while, so it's good to, it's good to have that back. Um, yeah, Bindless. There we go. A lot of interesting covers. Are all the covers the same? The covers yeah. are the same, but with characters just get to, into so more states more of undressed, and then there's a visit, oh, visit diff- the website for the full uncensored version. Different costumes too. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, there is a yeah, Keith, take it away. Um, <laughs> take it away. guys, get comfortable. <laughs> Three hours. So, cartoon books have got their essential item. Uh, and it is the Bone One Volume 20th Anniversary Slipcase Edition hardcover, and it's a color edition. So Bone was um, Bone was a book by Jeff Smith, and it was originally 55 irregularly serialized issues that ran between 1991 to 2004. Uh, an absolutely fantastic book, one of my very favorites. It was originally in black and white. That was my younger brother introduced me to it. Um, Just very quickly, when you say irregularly serialized, does that mean like 
the release date was all over the place or each issue was different lengths or uh, each issue was the same length but it came out irregularly so yeah. there we go Doomsday Club a regularly serialised DC title <laughs> yeah <laughs> hold on mate 15 issues over 13 years so yeah it does sound like Doomsday yeah, Club yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the that's a long time the, uh, I've got the I've got the original it was actually the, the reason that my brother pegged onto this book back in the 90s was uh, whenever the comic shop Talisman used to be on White Tavern mm-hmm. Street opposite Smithfield in Belfast they had these bags yeah. you know, paper bags and plastic bags and we would go down and my brother noticed this character on the bag and cut the character out of the bag and mailed it back to Talisman and went who is this? <laughs> and uh, from there he discovered Bones so my brother originally collected it in nine, nine trades the nine original trades that it came out in because the story's in nine parts um, Bone has been described as charming character driven fantasy with an elegant design masterful storytelling in the tradition of Walt Kelly Charles Schultz and Carl, Bank- Carl Banks uh, multi-level writing and artwork the best of Chuck Jones cartoons or early Disney movies it's overflowing with subtext about conflicting philosophies of power, cultural imperialism, and political responsibility, uh, though not known enough to get it in the way of a silly fun. The best description I've ever seen. I've said it before. It's like a cross between Bugs Bunny and Lord of the Rings. Um, so it follows three cousins: uh, Phone Bone, Phony Bone, and Smiley Bo- Smiley Bone uh, from Bone. <laughs> from <laughs> you've lost care <laughs> from Boneville. Uh, so they're separated and they get lost in this vast uncharted desert one by one they find their way into this deep forested valley filled with wonderful and terrifying creatures it will be the longest but funniest year of their lives Uh, absolutely fantastic book Uh, just totally sprawling you know fantastic spectacular stuff it was released by Scholastic uh, some years later but it was colorized and this is the this is the slipcase edition of this book, which is what did we say, one thousand three hundred something pages? But it's, uh, yeah, but it's colorized, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'd love to get my hands on it. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars, and it looks like it's only available in the United States and Canada. But if you can get me a copy, on <laughs> I will make it my mission. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, if not, uh, I've got this one volume, volume edition. I highly recommend it to everybody at the table. Uh, it's one of my favorite ever comic books. Something special. Something special. Uh, bones pursuit by the rat creatures the stupid stupid rat creatures his first meeting with the dragon uh, you know so many so many cool cool uh, cool moments so yeah and it's a a Harvey Award winner and an Eisner Award winner best cartoonist best humour publication best comic book uh, by the National Cartoonist Society uh, won multiple international awards Italy, France, Germany, Spain, Finland, Norway and then you said that the writer of that does one of your favourite Shazam stories yeah Jeff Smith did uh, Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil mm-hmm. uh, definitely worth a look so yeah it's good stuff it's great stuff, it's great stuff. is it someone who's still active today or Jeff Smith I don't know what his crack is um, let me uh, let me double check for you uh, I wonder did he do the colours for this new one you would imagine um, if he didn't do the colours he certainly would have supervised it yeah um, I would imagine alright Bone Shazam uh, Rassel R-A-S-L which was a a really interesting book Um, yeah but he's best he's certainly best known for Bone yeah Um, yeah 
I didn't have a uh, trade pile about the Heidi Kieran. I would uh, <laughs> maybe grab that off. I don't know. I'm looking at stuff on eBay for it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so dynamic forces. We'll just turn the page so Alan can look. There's at no that. Batman fifties. No. Um, Alright, look. What about the tag of thousands? There's a couple. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're into the sort of the end. Um, although this is something interesting. Sorry, just to oh. chat about. So this is something I'd never heard of before. It's a um, it's a comic label called Humanoids. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're launching this new label called H One, mm-hmm. and they seem to be launching their own superhero universe. Now the only reason it interests me is because who's running it? Mark Wade is it? Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. Very, very curious about what this is actually going to be. And I know you were saying about John Cassidy. He's doing covers for it. Yeah, I see that, yeah. Um, there's a few, um, there's like a little interview sort of session in it and sort of chatting about it and stuff like that. So it seems to be kicking off with a one shot called Ignited. And then they're going to build from there. But it's it's interesting just because of the creative talent involved. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on that one. So I am. Um, and see where it goes. Looks like they're making, they're trying to make make a move into like the American market. Or well, yeah, I mean, it, as I said, it starts off with Ignited number one, but they also this label seems to be doing um, Alejandro. I can never pronounce his name correctly. He was always mostly known for Georgia Ruski. A failed attempt at making June the movie. But yeah, they're um, they're a European publisher. They yeah. do um, like all sorts, pretty much every like. Bandu Desene, so you know, like French graphic novels, yeah. imaginable. Um, done some really good ones too. That's my yeah. two two a.m. alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, set it for four four a.m. <laughs> Keith looked at the clock there quickly, going like, "Hold on a second. Um But yeah, um, I don't know if anybody wanted to talk about a a new comic from Steve Aoki that came DJ. out last week oh looks yeah, pretty interesting it's, it's on the racks future. yeah the first issue of it came out last week we've got a couple of copies in store but it's not something I have uh, I have read myself I have to say um, you're on the Lamb yeah, Forge Lamb there I've got Forge. Stiletto number one ready to read oh, got that good. sitting upstairs Basically, any time Roddy recommends something really left field, I tend to which is every order day. extra copies every time I'm right <laughs> oh, where do you get the issue 2 of Wolfborn is it out That's there? Good yeah. Book. Yeah. So it's really, really good. Right. <laughs> I read about this yesterday, and this actually sounds really, really funny. Super fun, sexy times. Super fun, one. sexy times, volume one. Just in your best reader's voice, just read the entire blurb of it. All right. Um, cartoonist Meredith McLaren tells five short, sexy stories featuring superheroes, supervillains, sidekicks. And the people who love them. Showing consent and character driven erotic relationships. Super fun, sexy times answers the age old question What happens when the mask comes off? <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I'm going. That's Keep going. Yeah. Uh, two sidekicks on the opposite sides get stuck in an underground lab together and find a great way to pass the time. <laughs> Deep breath. A tactician and a superhero discuss their desires, limits, and kinks before, them, before their first time. 
Okay, composure. And perhaps get a little too excited in the process. A pair of supervillains explore gender and sex together while growing closer in their relationship. Lesbian heroes try out a kinky role-playing scenario and discover how to make it work for both of them. <laughs> Grown man yeah, at this table. Uh, I feel like 14 again. Um, where I've lost my place. And an exhausted assassin relaxes after a long day with a kind yet firm. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, seen you lose it as much as this. Attentions of, a, of his husband. Okay, one more paragraph. Hold <laughs> <laughs> um, with care, sex positivity, and humor. And featuring a wide variety of sexualities and body super fun sexy times aims to create an erotic reading experience that lives up to its name. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, that sounds really good. That was some good outside down No, I just caught my eye the other day. It's just something totally different and actually quite fun sounding. Yeah. Um but uh, there's even like a couple of different reviews for it and stuff like that saying you know clever I funny, think Roddy could take no. it and sexy I think we're gonna you know it was cause you got I think me we're gonna do a live reading you of got that me to do it in the, you got we'll, me to do it in the voice which put me off <laughs> uh, but yeah that's gonna yeah. be a trade paperback and it actually it genuinely interests me yeah the, um, like the, um, the artwork style is great class yeah Looks very European. I'm just gonna move on. Super fun, sexy times. <laughs> I'm gonna put that up on the board as one of your recommendations. That's okay. uh, increasingly more Rick and Morty stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. They, they always do this. They do loads of one shots. Um, they've done ones for like Sleepy Jerry. They've done ones for. There's gonna be Mr. Meeseeks. Mr. Meeseeks. Oh, Mr. Meeseeks, look at me. <laughs> Here, I've. Uh, you should read the uh, super fun, sexy times. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun, sexy times. <laughs> but yeah, uh, never. Really, no more beer for that man. Never really got on the Rick and Morty bandwagon. Rick and Morty's uh, a strange one because I know that Rick and Morty in D and D was something that Keith really enjoyed. Was really, but I really enjoyed Rick and Morty the TV show. But I see to me the joy of Rick and Morty is the voice acting, and I don't know. I just I can't replicate it. But in they my head. they captured the voices brilliantly yeah. in, in Rick and Morty versus D and D. This is one that um, there's a regular Carl who comes in. He always picks out really random stuff. And then I read it and I go, yep, that, that sounds great. Just read, read the wee blurb left oh, that. It's called <laughs> Gut Ghost. I'm going to burst out laughing again. I don't know. Uh, who is Gut Ghost and what's he all about? The reality is he's just like you and me, navigating the same ups and downs that life has to offer. He works a job he doesn't like. He has a car that breaks down, pays bills, and deals with the same headaches that come from being a ghost with guts. It's normal stuff we all deal with, and he's no stranger to it. Interesting. I think it's bad time. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's the trade well, for Wolf. Well, there's Mr. the trade for Wolfborn. Oh, right Wolfborn. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that's only going to be three issues. Yeah. yeah it's um, a bit of a shame. Very whimsical. The second issue, as I say, is very, very good. Quite, um, yeah, quite Hellboy-esque, I suppose. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, do, do, do before Keith's bedtime do we have anything else yes we have to uh, address the elephant in the room. <laughs> so when, when this previews book arrived there was a there was a title announced maybe originally about four or five months, months, ago, months, ago, months ago and then months, it finally got a bit of some solid information came out uh, uh, it has yeah. a cover one by Archer it is based on an exceedingly popular uh, franchise and it is possibly Karen's favorite franchise in the world, which well, is it's fantastic. Blade yeah. Runner. 
So they announced a comic series called Blade Runner 2019. So, we, I mean, we should have maybe guessed when it said coming, coming July. Coming July 2018. But it's, but on, it's the, on the cover. It's on the cover of previews. Now, the cover of anything is designed to make you find that in the inside of the book. So we finally find Blade Runner after, in the inside. After a lot of looking. <laughs> we finally find it, and it says, Blade Runner 2019. Coming in next month's previews. And <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bar along the top. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like a full page advert with... Like, out of all the comics coming out, this is the one I've been looking forward to the most. Yeah. And nope. Come back for the July Just previews and tease and tease. Like, when you went to Comic Con and everything, what's that there? I really? spoke to you the day of Comic Con. I was like, is there any help or any Blade Runner on stuff? Mm. No, nothing. Well, it'll be in next month's previews. But uh, no, uh, Keith just spotted something there. Stan uh, so Lee's story Stan Lee's story hardcover Roy Thomas Stan Lee um, this is the big one true believers the mostly true tale of Stan Lee a giant <laughs> giant, giant sized extravaganza nearly 10 years in the making about the one and only godfather of comics and it's not really 10 years in the making it's more like what maybe <coughs> something years <laughs> um, let's see so Yeah, I'm not too sure what that is. If it's a book, is it, it a book like or is it a... Yeah. It says writer, artist, various, so must be at least partially oh. illustrated. Mm. 604 pages. Yeah. That's going to be it's a big bad book. Oh, um, for, yeah. featuring hundreds of treasures of his comic book art, intimate photographs sourced straight from his family, a foreword written by Lee himself, novel-length essay, new epilogue by Thomas. He was going to die soon yeah. forward. Ah, yeah, so potentially uh, could be quite an exhaustive look at yeah. Stanley's um, life. A lot of Titan stuff. Um, some interesting looking hard case crime stuff called Ry- Ryuko, um, which is manga manga series. Looks good. Uh, Ryuko reminds me of a joke in Shazam. I can't say it loud. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was one, probably one more, probably ended here, but. Um, as we were talking about humanoids, um, Titan do reprints of European comics, and this one they do have an imprint called Static Press, and this one is Philip Philippe Droulet, and he's this is a hardcover for the Knight, it's called, and I've heard it's been compared to the Crow, where it's a really personal story, um, so it's fantastic, violent, baroque. Uh, born from a personal tragedy, the night is the darkest, most explosive work of comics legend Philippe Droulet, who's done Lone Sloan and Uragle. Um So yeah, that looks really good. The art looks pretty. I think it's uh, Mobius esque. Um, Praise for Warren Ellis. There yeah, as well. major influence. Um, post-apocalyptic future of nihilistic anarchy. Barbarians and bikers race for the ultimate high, screaming defiance in the face of extinction. So one to one to check out. Cool. Definitely one to check out. That's one I'm gonna pick up. Love that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it. Unless anybody else has any other issues. Hold a shot. Don't think there was anything else. Yeah, there's there's more vault comics ripping off classic covers. Yeah, um, Transmetropolitan. I'm, I'm not so sure about that because it's supposed to be like a tribute, but it just seems like it's a bit knockoff here or something yeah. at the moment. Like, I know what they're doing, but it the saga one was just uh, Vault, not good. Vault Comics, did they do the Detective Yadili one? No, that was Comics Tribe. Uh, that's Sync, 
it's yeah. a title I've talked about before that no one else reads it's a horrible little title in the best possible way <laughs> it's it's just that it's a very very dark title I think I've chatted to you about it before it's set in Sinkill the suburb of Glasgow yes. and yeah. it's like the most rundown, slum crime ridden area and it has this uh, urban legend of a blue van that drives around with killer clowns in it it's so dark but it's like the guy Carlo was telling you about who uh, yeah. some of that other one yeah he loves it as well mm. we both collect it cool. um, um, yeah just a couple of things um, there's a couple of months this um, April is manga month and I think June is pride month so probably a lot of good um, comics to check out there mm. so just yeah. thought I'd mention that cool yeah, with the manga month there, there's lots of number ones, so I think I'll be expanding the manga section in the next yeah, sort of month to two months. There's loads of, uh, of number reprints, ones in there. Yeah, all that sort of thing. There's yeah. some good stuff, so be something to keep an eye out for. Um, yeah. That brings us to the end of the indie book, does it? Yeah, yeah, unless uh, you want to get into the statues. I think Keith really wants to get into the statues yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, you turn the Funko Pops and everything. And well, Funko Pops? Well, uh, a variation on yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the one statue. That oh, it, there we go. The one statue that is there that will be ordered is that Frank Miller Batman. That's awesome. So there is a Star Wars toaster in there that actually prints Star Wars Muscle. onto the brand. Oh, cool! And there's also some cool Generation One oh, Transformers. No. There is. There's pretty sweet. Yeah. Gem One Transformers. Very Mighty expensive. Bumblebee. Very expensive Gem One Transformers. <laughs> Aren't they all? Good point. Yeah, yeah. Gonna jump in the statues. The worst part is looking at the statues part of the previous book. Nearly everything says not available in the UK, yeah. so it's actually kind of pointless. But although there is this awesome Batman one <laughs> with the Bat family all around him, which is really nice. The, There's um, spoilers like, for Shazam, don't look directly at them <laughs> uh, because Kieran made the mistake of looking directly at them. <laughs> um, yeah, so did you ever get the DC Luchadors? They're not due out until July. Oh, yeah, okay. they were only nice, solicited uh, in last month's book. Um, I've pre-ordered a couple. I have my own one Which one? I'll talk to you. Um, Batman one. It's the Batman tattoo yeah, across the chest, cool. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, where the symbol is. Yeah, those Luchadores yeah. ones are pretty pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to bring it to an end for the yeah. previews. The end of the comic talk. Yep, I'd say so. Um, until the journey home. <laughs> and we've got uh, reviews in a couple of weeks probably from now yep and when Roddy and when Roddy's caught up on his reading yeah. um, he's got titles there from February well in March um, <laughs> oh, right yeah. okay I'm only joking well, you don't really like uh, I've been I've been away yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. working yeah. on a Kickstarter yeah so true true me, true, true, true. Sweet. Um, we should probably just throw yeah, out very quickly about the Kickstarter um, it's going well so it's going well it's still pretty surprising that people want to give me money to make comics um, yeah i got a lot of cool rewards it's um something very different for me it's not an anthology keith and i've got everything i've got everything you've yeah. written yeah. <laughs> what are you picking on me <laughs> no, you do, do you have his kayfabe book yeah well it's not my book but see i have a short story, story in it see, um, it's the first time we met bro. Uh, right. but um yeah um so it's called the soul of the sea um it's an irish folk horror ghost story i would say um, so if you like that it's set in 1920s rural Ireland a lot of um, mystique and intrigue uh, I would describe it as the woman in black meets the devil's backbone uh, meets maybe the wicker man so if you like that just search kickstarter the soul of the sea and get uh, if you want to pledge that would be amazing um, art, art style so far reminds me actually of Arkham Asylum yeah, yeah Donna 
Donna Black is absolutely fantastic. Um, we're also working with Rollins on it too for like stretch goals. Um, but yeah, Donna, like Dave McKean, is one of my um, biggest influences. Um, yeah, and probably hers as well. It's just so so trippy and murky. I really yeah. I really love what she's doing. Um, it's not like anything I've ever done before. It's not it's not a very traditional comic certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, it's seventy six percent funded at the moment, and there's like twenty odd days to go. So I'm pretty strong quietly confident. Good like, for so you. Quietly confident. Um, and it was all like this campaign. I sort of thought it's all about like making kind of new fans. So I haven't had that many like friends and family back it, apart from like some very kind people around the table um, and a few guys in the Coffee and Hero store. So thank you very much. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Yeah, we so. we have provided links to it uh, through our page. I mean, obviously, just go on the Kickstarter, you'll find it easily. Search it out, Soul of the Sea. Um, maybe do a wee launch in the store along further down the line as yeah. well. Um, something to think about as well. Um, anything else out there? Anybody wants to plug right now? No, <laughs> no I think I'm, I'm the only one for plugs. I want to come all right at the moment. <laughs> Well, as Keith said, we'll be doing the reviews podcast. I'd say we will get one more podcast in before Endgame hits. Um, and then by the time we hit the next one, we may even do a special Endgame one. We'll see. We might just have to sit around and chat about that for a while, I reckon. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. But I think we'll leave it there for now. As we've said, this is the, the previews podcast. All the titles we've discussed, um, the orders for them are due in in around two and a half weeks. Um, as ever pop in the store if there's anything you want to add to pull lists uh, get in touch with us through Facebook if you need you need to um, and uh, yeah that's us so hope you guys have enjoyed it yeah yeah. and uh, we will see you again soon good night Bye. gentlemen yeah see you soon mm-hmm.